watching my fellow Americans with your host Spike Collins. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. We wouldn't do this show without you. Clap, keep clapping. Yes. Clap for the miracle. How would we know that you wanted the miracle if you didn't keep clapping? Welcome to my fellow Americans. I am Literally, Spike Cohen. Uh, I'm so happy to be here with you tonight, and I'm extremely happy uh, to now. Uh, we are now uh, streaming all of our shows live now on Float. F L O T E. Float is a new blockchain-based social media app that is committed to free speech for all. It also has a function that allows people to send and receive cryptocurrency. It's like Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon all rolled into one with crypto, and they also don't suck. Um, so check us out on Float.app slash muddied waters media and hopefully one day we can all ditch all these other platforms and use decentralized blockchain social media like float and no longer use all these other ones this is a muddied waters media production we are still on facebook youtube instagram anchor we are on twitter we are on periscope we are now on float Uh, we're on all of the different podcasts uh podcasting apps uh, itunes uh google play we're everywhere Check us out everywhere. Like us, follow us, five-star us. If there's a bell involved, hit the bell. If there is any of these that have a bell, you really have to hit the bell. Be sure to hit the bell uh, and do that. Uh, Be sure to share this right now. The last thing that I want is for your closest friends and loved ones to miss a roughly hour-long libertarian podcast on a Wednesday night. That would be terrible. Terrible. Don't do that to them. Be sure to share this. Give the gift of Spike Cohen today. Kids love it. This program is brought to you by Anchor FM. I will be plugging that later, uh, roughly halfway through the show, probably at a very inappropriate moment. Uh, The intro and outro music that I use on this and every episode of My Fellow Americans is from the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That's J-O-D-A-V-I. Check him out on Facebook, on SoundCloud. Go to joedavimusic.bandcamp.com. Buy his entire discography. It costs like $15. It is all amazing music. You'll be so happy. Thank you again to Mr. Joe Davi. I'd like to thank Kroger for this delicious purified drinking water that I drink on most episodes of My Fellow Americans. Bulubanaka. Shout out to Tehran Turks' mom and him as always. Guys, my guest tonight is one of my inspirations when I was starting my show. Uh, He is the CEO of the Launchpad Media and the host of Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. Uh, over the years, he has interviewed some of the biggest names in the Liberty Mute, uh, Movement. My fellow Americans, speaking truth to power from your cell phone tower, please welcome to the show, Mr. Johnny Rocket. Johnny, thanks so much for joining. 
I thank Spike. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm here with my sponsor, Anarcho Coffee. And I just want to say thanks to Anarcho Coffee for my individual and freedom coffee. Thank you guys so much over there at Anarcho Coffee. Shout out to Anarcho Coffee. I don't have nearly the uh, cool sound effects that you have when you introduce a guest. So instead, I will play this short action sequence from Star Wars. Okay. Um, pretty, pretty awesome. Yes. Thank you. I spent a lot of time clipping that yes. to five seconds. Uh, and guys, uh, be sure to comment with your questions and thoughts. And uh, Johnny and I will tell you if you are right or wrong. Uh, now, Johnny, this is your first time on the show. Uh, yes. Anytime I have a, uh, a guest on for the first time, the first question I ask them is, what brought you to libertarianism? Would you say that it was kind of an aha moment or a gradual evolution? T- tell us about that. I would say, um, well, I was, a, it started because I was in the government. I mean, like, I think that's the best way to become a libertarian <laughs> is actually work for the goddamn government. Right, right. Uh, I, started, I started working, I was in the government, I was a soldier in the army. Uh, I saw the fraud, waste, and abuse. Um, it was a gradual thing. It didn't happen overnight. It it, it was a slow progression. And I, I think the the transition from me becoming a libertarian to an anarcho-capitalist was the aha moment. Like, that was like, holy right, shit. Right, right, right. Entire time. But, like, the just becoming a libertarian, no. No, it was a gradual thing. I was a minarchist, man. I'm, I hate to say this because everyone wants to know, like, Johnny, you know, I was a minarchist for like five, six years. I was a minarchist for five or six years. I just didn't read enough books. And uh, finally, I started reading some stuff and it changed my mind. It was earth shattering to me, like especially Murray Rothbard. Uh, When I read Murray Rothbard, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm a fucking anarchist. I fucking love this guy. And uh, it was it was it was like almost a spiritual moment. Like I called up all my friends who are anarchists. I'm like, dude, you're right. I suck. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, the state doesn't exist. Doesn't need to exist. You're right. right I'm sorry. Right. It was just like it was a spiritual moment. And to this, like to this day, dude, I am just like spiritually love the fact that I'm an anarchist. I I just applaud it. I'm like, goddamn, I see through the bullshit. And you know, there might be some issues here and there that people are going to, well, you're just not really a libertarian because of this and that and that, but whatever. I, I, I am an anarchist. I don't believe the government should exist. And I believe that we should have our own self-governance. And I, that's what I believe. So how, how we get there, that could be discussed and debated, but regardless of that, yes, it was a, it was a beautiful thing. And I'm very dogmatic about it, Spike. I mean, you got to stick to your principles. You got to be libertarian and you just got to say, fuck the state. Yep. So that's where or sit yeah. as a, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm in the same place as you. I get told that I'm not a real anarchist, usually because I say that anarchy isn't going to happen this very moment. And they it go, can't. you're not, they're like, you're not a real anarchist. I'm like, and yet this moment has passed and we are still not in anarchy. So I, no. m- maybe I'm not a real anarchist, no, no, but it no, seems I, to me, I, it seems to me like I have a very powerful data point going for me in the fact that it is still not anarchy even as we're continuing to talk. Well, like the thing is, is again, a lot of people like I'm a radical, I'm part of the radical caucus and the right. libertarian party. 
And when I say radical, really the radicals in the party, in the Libertarian Party, I don't know if you're in the party or not, but the radicals in the party are really the pragmatists in reality. Like the pragmatists are really the bootlickers of the party where they want to, let's just meet halfway and shit like that. And fuck that noise. I'm like, fuck the state. I want to like, let's educate people. Let's get people excited about Liberty. Let's get people like wanting to fucking get rid of shit. And that like, let's not create legislation. Let's get rid of legislation instead of creating legislation to fix legislation that can therefore be changed by further legislation. And it's just like a big circular argument. And it's just, it's fucked up. Fuck that noise. Just get rid of it. Get yeah. rid of legislation. So that like, that is why I'm so passionate about what I do because we just need to get rid of the state. And I, I don't know, man, I, I, I get frustrated with libertarians because they, they think that if we uh, have a message that's bold and strong, that we sound crazy. I don't think we sound crazy. I think there's a lot of people out there, Spike, who are like tired and they, they're just fucking pissed off. They're angry and they don't know what to do. Like I pay too much taxes. I have to get vaccines. I have to fucking register my guns. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to register my car. Fuck that. Like we yeah. shouldn't be doing that, dude. Like why? Look That's at an look, infringement of my rights. Look at how low voter turnout is. Yes. Anyone who, so when people are like, well, you know, people aren't going to give it up. And I'm like, okay, again, not this very second. They're not going to give it up. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. And then an anarchist behind me yells, you're not a real anarchist. But the, the fact that like something like half of eligible adults just stay home because they're like, all these choices suck. No one's telling me anything that they haven't been telling me the, my, you know, as far back as I can remember and things keep getting the way they're getting. I'm just not going to be involved with this. Those are people who, at the very least, are open to hearing about the idea that we don't need any of this. And 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 for someone who says we should have, you know, the the, the we should present a party of essentially like washed up former Republicans who who are are fed up with what the Republican Party's doing. So we're going to switch red for yellow or gold or whatever, and we're gonna we're gonna present a, a little bit, but you know, we're gonna add free weed to our platform and now we're libertarians like it, it, it clearly it's worked right because we've gotten what i think we've maxed out at two and a half percent of the vote or 2.8 percent no, so it's you know, working it, no that's the thing like i don't think it has worked because of that like right. if we came out with a bold message like everyone's like well, we're gonna meet people halfway we don't want to scare people off ron paul I, I, i'm a big ron paul guy but yeah. Ron Paul is the only motherfucker who went out there and actually said what libertarianism is. He was the only motherfucker who had the courage who actually said, no, I'm going to have a bold message. I don't give a shit. It sounds unpopular. A lot of people thought it would be unpopular, but it actually was the popular thing. Like what he was saying is I think people need to hear the truth. And I, I when we start like muddle muddying down the message and start like it, it, when it becomes milk toast, that's when we start losing people. When we have a platform and we have a principles and we have a statement of principles and we adhere to those things, dude, that's very powerful. Yeah. That is extremely powerful. And a lot of people want something. They want a direction. They want something they can follow. Like, that's the thing. I think that that, that is the problem with politics. There is no principles. People like, oh, I, I kind of believe in this and I, I kind of see the right and I kind of see the left's position on these things. 
Why don't we take a, a principled stance and stand by and keep driving forward with it? I think people need direction. And I think this is what's the problem with politics is there is no direction. And the Libertarian Party and not even the party, but the message itself, the principles of libertarianism is right. very fine and it's very concise and it's very effective. Dude, we should be full steam ahead 100% all the time. That's cool. Like to me, I'm excited. Every time I do a show about libertarianism, dude, I get excited to do a show. I get excited to talk to a guest about economics, right. about, you know, like how they feel, like things, laws that are bullshit. I get excited because I am hopefully helping somebody understand uh, an issue where they have maybe reservations regarding that issue and it helps them get over that hump. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for you as an, like, let me ask you a question. You're sure. an anarchist. Right. What was the thing that like, like kind of like stopped you from going full blown anarchist at one point? Like everyone so, has that issue. So I was under the misapprehension that the constitution protected our rights and freedoms. So even when I look back at like old posts and like old conversations I had with people and stuff like that. And I realized I was essentially an anarchist since like 2013, but I kept going right. back to, you know, we gotta, we gotta, you know, go back to our constitutional roots. And, and my anarchist friends would say, have you read the constitution? And I'm like, yeah. And they say, no, the first seven sections, have you read sections one and two? And I'm like, I've read the Bill of Rights. And they're like, no, no, no. Read the first two sections of the Constitution. And then read some. And, and so I listened to the Dangerous History podcast and, and a few things like that. Yeah. And that and, and uh, um, uh, No Treason, uh, Lysander Spooner. And, uh, and then I got blackpilled into, you know, uh, Sterner and, and Rothbard and Von Mises and all that. But, but even before that, once I actually read sections one and two of the Constitution... I'm like, this thing authorizes the government, the state, to rob, kidnap, and murder us, essentially as it sees fit. What little weasel, what, what little bit of, of, of supposed limitation that is in there has so much lawyer-written uh, weasel wording in there that everything the anti-federalist said was right. This thing says we can steal from you as much as we want. This thing says that we can, you know, this whole, you know, the habeas corpus clause says that, you know, that what Lincoln did, he couldn't suspend the thing. It says that it gives all these reasons that if they, if the government decides that the government needs to, needs that, that the conditions, what is it, may require it, quote unquote, then They'll do whatever they want to us. So once That's I right. read that, I was like, no, 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 no. This is, this is, I, I, and it was like a 180, that was my aha moment. It was like a 180 change. I went yeah. from, yeah. I went from constitutionalism to like, no, all of this is be, and then, and then reading Spooner and explaining right. like, none of us signed this, even like 99% of the people at the time. Contract. And then we can get into Social that. contract. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like, good point. So like, but yeah, dude, like I was the same thing. Like, you know, the only thing that we have right now that's cool is the Bill of Rights. And I, I just interviewed uh, Monica Perez and her the show that we're going to do. It's, it's going to come out in a few weeks. But um, it was she was great. I mean, she she it, she loves the Bill of Rights because that's the only thing that we have. It's the only redeemable part. Yeah, it's the only redeemable part. I mean, yeah, like it, it, we were talking about the offline. We were talking about the Articles of Confederation. And really, if you read the articles, all that was was, hey, man, we're cool. 
and uh, your state, we're cool. My state, we're cool. And uh, if you want to travel, cool. And uh, we're not going to tax you if you come through our state. All right, cool. Yeah. That was all pretty much it was. And it and everyone's like, well, it wasn't effective and we couldn't raise taxes and blah, 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 blah. And it failed. No, it didn't fail. There was The reason that people got upset with the Articles of Confederation is they had no power. They had right. a, no authority. They couldn't raise taxes. They couldn't tell people what to do. And it had to be a unanimous vote yeah. for anyone to get anything done in anything and in, in any kind of legislation. It had to be almost unanimous. I, I believe it, it was unanimous. It, yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was unanimous. You had a uni- every single person had to agree with it, which is. Yeah. Let's talk about consent of the governed. If if, if you want to say that we have the consent of the governed, which even the Articles of Confederation didn't truly have the consent of the governed, but it at least was a, an actual attempt at limited government and and the concept that unless everyone that was elected as a representative was on board with this, we are not doing it. And and in that condition. The, the U.S. government was able to fight the Barbary pirates and defeat them. The Barbary pirates, who, by the way, had lost to, uh, had, had defeated yes. other, other countries, Correct. or not defeated mm-hmm. other countries, but had successfully fought back any attempt to stop them. They were able to saying. do that. They were able to expand uh, 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 the, the, the uh, uh, economy of the, of, the, of, the, of the colonies. The reason yes. that the Bill of Rights was added, the Bill of Rights and and once you once you read it this way, you may not like it anymore. But it it is the only re- redeemable part. It is also a lip service to the concept of natural rights that was added by the Federalists to keep the anti Federalists from kicking down the door and killing all of them for treason because it was illegal. The way that they replaced the Articles of Confederation with the Constitution was actually technically illegal, which just shows how much the rule of law is garbage. Because as soon as the Articles of Confederation was yeah. gone, yes. it wasn't illegal anymore. Um, yes, because- Yes, because it just we we did this and it took forever to get ratified. Yeah, it took years to get yeah. ratified. A lot of people just thought, hey, we just love this shit. We love what no, you guys are no, doing. No, 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 no. A lot of people were afraid. And that is the, one of the uh, one of the, I guess, meeting in the middle was if you do this Constitution thing, we need a Bill of Rights to yeah. protect our powers and, and right. to protect. But what was funny about it is like a lot of people like don't understand the unsung heroes of the bill of rights, you know, you got like George Mason, right. who was like one of the fighters, you know, but the thing is regarding the, the constitution, the articles of confederation is like the federalists were really just monarchs yeah. and the anti-federalists were really federalists. Yeah. If you look back historically. Yes. So that's correct. And, and, and same thing, how I, I view libertarians, you know, like the radicals are really the pragmatists Yeah, and the so-called pragmatists are really status. Let's just be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I really do believe that. And I think it was, it was good. It was a good thing that they did stand up to something like, we're not going to agree to this until we have a bill of rights. And this is why they did it. It was kind of like, Hey, we ain't going to sign off on this until you say, and a lot of people don't know the spike, but, um, Regarding like the First Amendment, Second Amendment, all the amendments, the first yeah. 10 uh, of the Bill of Rights, a lot of people assume that the, that was really, it was dealt to the individual. A lot of people thought that, you know, I have the right to bear arms. That's the Second Amendment. I have the yeah. right to bear arms. It had yeah. actually nothing to do with the individual. It actually meant that the federal government couldn't fuck with the states and implement gun laws on the right. states. Yep, yep. 
had yep. nothing to do with the individual. So the state of Massachusetts, or I call it affectionately massive two shits, could, could actually implement gun control laws. Yeah. If that state wanted to, yep. but the federal government couldn't. And so again, the federal, but then there was another law that went on through the, the Supreme Court and it changed everything where it actually applied to all the states. So right. a lot of people don't know American history that the, 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 the Bill of Rights actually didn't apply to the individual. It applied to what the federal government could do. The state still had power, hence the 10th Amendment. Yep, yep. And, and just to show that they had zero commitment to the Bill of Rights, even from the beginning, the Whiskey Rebellion. They went, all right, we're going to tax whiskey. And people said, no, we're not. So the, 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 No, you're not. And so the first thing they did was seize everyone's guns uh, in, in the whiskey, during the Whiskey Rebellion. So, so early on, early, early on, Patrick Henry and the, and the rest of the anti-federalists were, were completely vindicated of, of any of their, their uh, initial concerns about what would have happened with the Constitution. Now, I do think eventually the Articles of Confederation would have just the mission creep of government led to something. So, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's terrible, but at the same time, so to answer your question, my, when I, once I knew what the constitution actually was, I, it allowed me to kind of, and like you said, it was a very kind of freeing thing. I was able to really divorce myself from that whole concept. Right. And it allowed yeah. me to, to completely look at things that I would have never looked at, like, you know, anarchist stuff, like Sterner, like Rothbard, like von Mises, like, um, uh, and, and it had me re, uh, uh, reread things from like Hayek and stuff in a completely different light. Um, mm-hmm. So even though some of them weren't even anarchists, but it, it allowed me to read things uh, from them. An anarchist, but <laughs> Rothbard was very much an anarchist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, but like it was great, though, because, I mean, it was the, the aha moment, Spike. I mean, it yeah. was like I was reading this book on, holy shit, man, this makes sense. Like I never looked at things in this light before. And how the government is violence, how the government is, you know, coercion constantly, no matter what you do, no matter what you do, you could be doing nothing wrong. You're an asshole. You you, you know, you could be punished under law. And it's just a way for the state and the state and, and the way that the Constitution was written. I don't know if it was intentional. This is up to debate with a lot of people. Right. Um, but the way it was written it, it was, it seemed, I, I mean, even for its time, it seemed pretty loosey goosey in regards to like interpretation, you know, like, you know, to, to maintain a well-trained militia, you know, the second amendment was, it could have been just every individual or every state should have a, the right to bear arms. It should have been period. And, and it didn't. And, yeah. And, yeah. You know what I mean? It just seemed, you know, like the, the general wel- welfare clause, it, it was loosey goosey speak. It was legalese. And it could be. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was lawyer weasel wording. It was. It was written by lawyers. It was literally written by lawyers. Right. And I I think it should have been more precise and more, you know, concise. And and that would have been cool. At least, you know, even if we lived under a constitutional government, even if we had an actual constitutional government, which we do not, but if we had that, it would still be a hundred percent better than what we have now. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. that was just, and that would be considered a minarchist document by today's standards. By today's standards, yeah. The true minarchism in my mind were the Articles of Confederation, bar none. Like that was an actual, in my mind, an actual earnest. These are people that just got off the battlefield yeah. shooting at cops. 
and then they write this thing. This was like a legit attempt by the people who had fired the actual like muskets and, and rifles that said, yeah, I, I, I could see that. They were yeah. like, all right, let's actually try to have a limited government that is so hard to, to yeah. have mission creep that it never happens. And then, you know, a few years later, the, 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 the financiers and, and, and some of the people behind the revolution were like, yeah, no, let's completely replace this with something that'll just creep out of control. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I'm very much in the, in the camp of people that say it was an intentional poison pill to lead to every bit of what we have today. I think that, that, um, and not, not all of them, but especially like Hamilton and a lot of the people that were, that were pushing it the hardest absolutely wanted it to turn into, they wanted, they, they envied and, and, and coveted the power and the centralization that their colleagues in Europe had. And, and. It is Hamilton what it is. Was a monarchist, dude. I yeah. mean, he was a monarchist. He wanted to set up the centralized banking system. Yep. I mean, he wanted centralized control. That was his gig. That was what he was fighting for the entire time. Right. And everyone praises Hamilton because he had a fucking goddamn Broadway musical <laughs> in his name. And everyone's like, he's fucking great. Fuck that guy. He was a piece of shit. Um, I like guys like Patrick Henry, George Mason. Yeah. I even have a lot of love for Thomas Jefferson. I mean, somebody's like, well, he was a slave owner and blah, 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 blah. You know what? That was part of that culture. And I think people need to kind of take a step back. It was wrong. It's morally reprehensible to own slaves or have slaves of any sort. However, at that time, it was kind of like owning a car at that time, at that period in time. And he was one of the only motherfuckers out there who actually recognized that it was evil. He was one of the only Despite people Despite being spoke. one, he actually recognized. Yeah, yeah. He did. Like, he, you know, like right now, it's like, well, we own a dog, you know, or whatever. But like, I'm just saying, like, he at least spoke up about it and saying it is wrong. Yes, right. he slaves. As far as I, from what I've read, he was very good to his slaves, uh, that doesn't excuse the fact he was a slave owner. As However, slave owners went, right, 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 right. Right. But as as a slave owner, he was the only one of that time period, or one of the only. There was a few others. But he was one of the other one of the only people out there at that time period who actually had the balls to stand up and say, you know what? What I'm doing is wrong. And these people are being held against their will. Yeah. And it, it's it, nobody should be able to own anyone else and this is wrong right and so it, it acknowledged it right so it was never not more we actually talked about this last night on the muddy waters of freedom it was never not morally reprehensible to, to own people uh Je jefferson it, so at that time and for like another good hundred plus years afterwards what right. we now call white supremacy was considered settled science it was considered, yeah. you know, eugenics and all of these, these, uh, you know, completely debunked so-called sciences. At the time, they were told white people were in every way, and, and at that time, the, the 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 who was considered white was much more. It was, you know, people from England, uh, 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 Western Europe, and parts of Scandinavia. Germans were not white. Irish people were not white. Italians were not white. Jews were absolutely not white. French were. What's that? The French. The, the French were white. So this very small group of, of, of basically Norman people were superior to everyone else, including other white people. And so when they look at someone like a black person, they looked at them as, as somewhere between a human and uh, a pack animal. And so... That's right. 
for someone in that time to recognize that that there was still something inherently wrong with it was actually a progressive belief at the time. Um, So, I mean, it was crazy. It was like mind blowing to people like we can't have people like that speaking like that, like the, 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 the normal culture, the NBC of, you know, the 1780s was, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, you could. These are fucking animals. These are right, these yeah. are these are not human beings. They're yeah. fucking. You know, they're 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 fodder. Yeah, that's how they viewed it. Where like Jefferson at least had the balls to say, you know what, this is bullshit. These people have feelings. They have families. They have emotions. They care about things. They're creative. They have so much to offer the world. And he was one of the guys who actually spoke up. And it was unpopular at the time. And yeah. like our ideas are unpopular now, but like 200 years from now, Spike, we could be like, yeah, we have Spike Cohen and Johnny Rocket and we had, we'd found this lost tape, you know, and here we are talking about this shit, but like our ideas are not popular now, but maybe in a hundred years or 200 years from now, our ideas will be like, these, these are the guys who were like fucking leading the charge back right. in the day. Right. Yeah. I, I think they'll be popular. What's that? That'd be fucking cool, man. If we, yeah, yeah, no, I think, and I think it will. And I think honestly, it'll happen sooner than that. I think it'll happen as soon as the, the, the main people pushing for it don't keep trying to be Republican adjacent or Democrat adjacent and say, this is a uniquely libertarian thing. We are not Republicans who like weed and we are not Democrats who like guns. We are, are, we're not any part, either wing of the authoritarian uh, hemisphere (laughs) of the, of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great spike. I, I I gotta commend you on this. I think you're absolutely right, and I think a lot of people just keep getting this wrong. Where yeah, you know, they say, "Well, you you guys are just, you know, if I have to hear that Gary Johnson bullshit again, I'm gonna fucking shoot myself." And I have a gun right here. But like what I was saying, <laughs> so is, don't do it. No one do it. Conservative and socially liberal. Actually, you could be a libertarian and be socially conservative. Yeah, um, it, you can. It just means that you just don't want the state involved. Don't want to impose it that on is anyone. What liber- yeah. Libertarianism is. It has nothing to do with your 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 preference, right? It just means that you have the freedom to choose. But I also have the freedom to associate. Right. So if I don't like what you're doing as a you know, like I, I use the the joke here. I, I was in a rockabilly band for ten years. Okay. And we used to wear shirts that said fuck hippies. And it was a joke, you know, like hippies are actually kind of they're very nice people, right. but it was a joke and they kind of laughed at it too, because what are they going to do? Beat me up? No, they're not. So it, it was funny because hippies are just, they don't do shit. So like we said, fuck hippies. They laughed at it too. But what I'm saying is if you don't want to be part of that culture, or if you don't want to partake in that kind of thing, libertarianism doesn't necessarily mean libertinism and there can be libertinism, Right. And be a libertarian, and you could be a libertarian and not believe in libertinism. Yeah, absolutely. So you could be a very, very conservative person who just wants the state left alone, but yet you don't want the state to inflict harm on those people who are happy with their choice in right. their life. Right, right. And you can choose to associate or dissociate as you please, which is what we do anyway. This is so people will say, yeah, but without the government, you know, people are gonna, people are gonna not wanna to be around certain people. And I'm like, how is that different than now? How many, uh, and I'll say, and it's often people on the left that'll say this. And I'm like, how many like 
Trump-supporting Republicans who, you know, chant build the wall do you want to associate with on a daily basis if you, if you absolutely don't have to? Like, no one wants to associate with people that, that you know, whose values and beliefs and, and way of life is polar opposite from them, especially right. when they are, you know, vehemently so. Like, I, 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 there are, are many people that I wish them well. They can believe whatever they want. I just want them to leave me alone, and I'd be happy to leave them alone. So, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. So, Dude, it's, it's beautiful, though, because— It is what it I is. I mean, we're individuals. We have different— choices we have different preferences yeah i mean this is what makes the economy grow i mean like some people like video games some people don't some people like rap music some people don't some people right. like metals people don't this is where we all are like we all have different preferences we have different ideas we have different tastes and like i hate fucking seafood like me and me and kim talk about this shit all the time she's like well i'm gonna go out tonight and i'm gonna get some fucking shrimp and some salmon I'm like, fuck that. I hate b both of those. I don't like shrimp or salmon, but like, that's her choice. And so, so like, it doesn't mean like, I don't like, that's not like a deal breaker for me. But what I'm saying is we all have different preferences. Right. 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 We go around and, but I don't want to force my preferences on somebody else. And this is really the whole point of libertarianism. That's the is entire thing. Yeah. And I really do like that expression, live and let live because it is. But at the same time, it's kind of misleading. And especially when like Gary Johnson used it because he was just trying to say like, you know, just let people do the thing and whatever. But if they can't bake the cake, dot, that dot, was, dot, you know, that, you have to force them to bake the goddamn cake. Fuck that. Like, and I'm for property rights, which is, you know, I, and it sounds harsh, but it really is really beautiful. Like if you're an asshole and if I, I let's just say I'm a club owner and I don't let Asian people in, in my club. I have the right to do that, but I can also like lose a lot of money by not, by discriminating it's, against people. If you so don't, if you don't want, so if I were Asian and you didn't want me in your uh, business, I want to know that you don't want me in your business so that I can never go in your business, never even right. accidentally give you a penny and let everyone else know that you don't want Asians in your business. And if you don't want Asians, there's probably other, there's, there's likely not, not, uh, but there's likely other people you don't want either. And I want people to know that if you look at, you know, right. the so-called cancel culture right now, where anyone who's even perceived as being bigoted is, you know, destroyed on social media. Anyone who thinks that we need a government to enforce, uh, 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 preferences, Right. is not paying attention yeah. to the internet. Yeah. Because if I said, my name's Spike Cohen, and I don't want black people to watch my show, first of all, then my wife couldn't watch my show. But if I if I said that, and she, she would never watch my show. But anyway, uh, if I were to say, you know, I don't want black people watching my show. Right, exactly. She doesn't watch it anyway, so that's fine. But if I said that, Right, that yeah. would be like a lot of people would not want to associate with me anymore. That's and then right. the people who wouldn't, who would want to associate with me, I wouldn't want to associate with them. So, I mean, it, it, you got to let people do their own thing. I, 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 by the way, I hate the term economically uh, conservative and socially liberal. First of all, we are economically, we are economically conservative and socially awkward, first of all. So that's, I mean, let's, let's be yeah. honest about what we really are. Let's just be honest with libertarians, right? Right. You know, like they, you know, I, I, okay, that's a great thing that you brought up because I noticed this historically across, like you go to a libertarian event and, you, you know, like we went to like a convention or something 
And it was funny because you see like people walking into the, you know, hotel or whatever function we're at, but there's other people doing other things. They have like real lives and shit. You know, they're right, going, right, right. they have like a job or something. Yeah. And they're walking in and I'm like, that's not a libertarian. <laughs> you, you see these people getting out of their cars and you're like, well, that, that, that guy's probably one of us. And then like, sure shit, there he is at the convention. Sure enough. Yeah. They're always awkward. They're always like, hi, you know, like, it's just like, dude, you guys, you got to talk to people a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like arguing on Facebook is one thing, but actually communicating with people that, that that's the real challenge yeah. is actually speaking real people talk, you know, actually talking to people and I'm not bashing libertarians, but you guys know no. this. Like yeah, anyone it's who's a known thing. Yeah. This goddamn yeah. Show, sorry guys, but half of you guys can't get what laid in a woman's prison with a bag of dope and keys to the gate. I'm sorry, but you can't. And uh, you guys got to get out there and start fucking talking to people and start speaking their language and combining the two languages. But it, there is a social awkwardness with libertarians, man. And I'm not trying to bash on libertarians because they're no, brilliant. no, no, not at all. Yeah, they're no, not absolutely at all. Brilliant people. It's like uh, it's kind of like knowing the guy who knows D and D really well. You know, like you know, you know, every, a lot of libertarians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Seem to know about Dungeons and Dragons. They know everything about that goddamn game. They know every fucking rule, but it, there is a little bit of a social awkwardness. I don't know where it comes from, man. Maybe they're just too smart. I don't. I, I, th I don't know. I, I, think I think because of garbage messaging, I think that libertarianism is almost exclusively drawing people who are so cerebral that we're just into the philosophy. I yeah, am. Right. I'm cerebral. But I also yeah. was socialized as a kid, so like I'm yeah. able to like interact with others. But I'm very yeah. much a nerd, and and it does attract that it's great. those people for and it's yeah, it is. It's, it's great. It's a it's a unique thing. And unfortunately, there are people within the group who would rather it remain this almost like knitting club of also yes. weird people and get upset when the you know normies are invited, which is why there was so much backlash to Larry Sharp. Larry Sharp said he's pretty much an anarchist. He recognizes that there's going to be steps on the way. He does actually consider himself a pragmatist, even though his ideas of what he eventually wants would be more considered radical. But his biggest thing is like, you have to talk to people. And so that's what you've done with your, with, with your show. Like you've got, you, uh, so you were the host of the Johnny Rocket Launchpad for five years. And then for about the last, what, about a year or so, just over a year, you've been hosting Blast Off with Johnny Rocket with your co-host Raylene Lightheart. Um, yes. And like I said before, uh, you were one of my inspirations. So I'm, I'm, oh, thank you. uh, thank you. So much, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of jealous that you have that, that really cool gritty voice. Whereas I sound the, t like the token, it's I sound like Copenhagen, the cigarettes, coffee, beer, liquor, whiskey, you name it's it, a, man. It's a, it's a, it's a cultivated sound. Whereas I sound like the token Jew anchor on your local news affiliate. Um, <laughs> But you're a good local Jude, man, and we need more I, local Jude. I like appreciate you, that. I appreciate that, man. So, really, no, but like, here's the thing, dude, and you're you're absolutely right. I really like what you're what you're saying. Like, you're nailing it on the head, and it is a cultural war that we're in. Like yeah. right now, yeah. it's a cultural war, and yeah, we're is. ignored. We're ignored, and everyone, you know. And I think, like, me as a libertarian, I maybe can speak more righties. I always say righties, but. I, I seem to like affiliate or maybe converse better with conservative people on the right. Right, right, right. I, I do. And it's not because I am a conservative, but I, I feel their pain. I know where they're coming from. 
I don't know what it is, but we're, we're, we're ignored. There's a culture war going on and we're in the middle and we're going, and we're not even in the middle. We're just ignored. We're like, completely are, on the outside. Yeah. We're not in the middle. We're, we're over. We're just ignored, dude. Like, like, like a fucking stupid asshole, fucking loudmouth radio host over here, fucking yapping about fucking racism. Who gives a shit about this guy? Let's hear what Trump has to say. Like nobody right. gives a fuck what I have to say or right. you or these fucking guys, even Tom Woods, the fucking like king of fucking Liberty fucking podcast or yep. Dave Smith or any of these cats. Nobody gives a fuck except for us because we're like an episode 422. You said that the non-aggression principle doesn't you're like, fuck you, dude. Like this is how like, everyone gets involved in the fucking, you know, like the details of it. We need to start influencing culture. We need to start yep. like getting people involved, getting them excited about liberty instead of just sitting there fucking jerking each other off. I mean, this is exactly what we're doing. We're jerking each other off. Well, I'm smarter than you are, and I know more about liberty than you. Fuck you. Like, we need to get rid of the state, and we need to get everyone on our side, dude. Like, this is a fucking calling. This, this is a calling. We need to do this now. We no, can't be yeah. sitting around going, well, why don't we use some pragmatic laws and meet them halfway and, and create a bill? It's that not. We, the, the, the rare times... The rare times that there is a, a a quieting enough that they might actually hear what we have to say, the two things that they'll hear are either like some washed up Republican say like, I'm not sure where Aleppo is, or they'll hear some schmuck go, taxation is theft. And they're like, okay, and, and what does that have to do with what we're talking? Like, we don't actually influence the conversation or the culture. And and it's it's great that we have these shows. And I do think that that, that I, I actually market my show to people who aren't even into libertarianism. So like I, I, I like put it in pages and groups and in social circles that aren't even into politics. And I'll be like, you know, just check it out and just see, you know, especially the muddy waters where we talk about like current events and stuff where I'm like, just check out what we have to say, because I can have 5,000 people who already completely agree with us or 99% agree with us in the libertarian party and we can all get together and comment at each other about how which one's not a real libertarian uh and and that's going to accomplish nothing because right now Donald Trump can walk into any metro area in any right. part of the country and attract like 50,000 people and okay. you know i mean so what wh what are we doing in that in that situation well, you bring up a good point because a lot of people say, well, you know, you guys argue and you eat your own because you guys say you're not a real libertarian. <laughs> I think we need to be honest with each other. And, and I think this is a really, really important thing. And I think this might be the most important thing of the show, um, in my opinion, Spike, um, is that it's all about the state. If you're part of the libertarian party, it's about the statement of principles. The yep. goal of the Libertarian Party is to get rid of the omnipotent state. Yep, it isn't the cult of the omnipotent state. Halfway. Yes, it's not there to meet people halfway. It's not there to kowtow to the left or kowtow to the right. It's not there to create legislation. We're there to get rid of legislation, period. This is the point of the party. This is the point of the movement. We have been trying to trick people for the last 40 years. No, actually, I wouldn't say 40 years. Because during the 80s, there was a pretty big fucking cool revival. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say the last 20 years. 20, right? The last years, yeah. 20 yeah. years, the Libertarian Party is trying to brainwash people, saying, well, we're not really Republicans and we're really not Democrats. 
That is bullshit. That is yeah. not, that is a false sale. That is fraud. We are not about that. We are about a getting rid of the government and doing and leaving people alone to live the lives that they choose to live. That is what we believe. And without, without aggressing against other people. Right. This is what we believe. The non-aggression principle, property rights, and leaving the fuck alone and get rid of, getting rid of the state. Yeah. To me, that is what libertarianism is. It isn't some political party that's meant to, you know, change laws and create laws in the name of freedom. It's about getting rid of things. And I think we need to drive that home spike. I think it's very important because I think people have been lied to for the last 20 years. And when, when people hear that, I ask people, read the statement of principles of a libertarian party and right. people will go, well, that's up to interpretation. No, it's not. It's not. It's really clear. It's really it's clear. clear. Like yeah. you could say that maybe about the non-aggression principle. Like what is aggression? Like if I'm spitting on the sidewalk and it offends you, then you know, you can have a little debate about that. Whatever. Right. But the state of, statement of principles is very, very it, like in very cut and dry terms. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so fucking cut and dry. It's not even like we're meeting you halfway or anything. No. no. It's not up to interpretation. It's a statement of principles. This is what they believe. This is what the Libertarian Party believes. And it's fucking cool. Like, I am so fucking glad that the Libertarian Party had enough sense. Uh, the founder, David Nolan, had enough sense to make it like a seven eighths vote to change it, which is like impossible, which is awesome. Like, yeah. it's just like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Like, and You're he, never like, changing this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fucking cool, dude. I get excited. Like, fuck you. Like, it is so cool to see that. Like, that guy had it fucking figured out. He thought it yeah. through. And yeah. the people at the time thought it through. But that's the thing, man. I think we're not... I, I, at one point, I was like a, a minarchist, soft cell, libertarian. Like I was saying, like, remember we were saying it was a gradual thing. I was that guy at one point. And I thought radicals and minarch or anarchists were crazy. These guys are fucking nuts. Plus, some of them were kind of nuts. But... That being said, like that, I feel like I was lied to. Now, yes, like looking. Yes, so the the messaging is a bit of a lie. So they'll say. So you'll have the the pragmatists who will go to the Republicans and say, "Hey, you like the Republican Party? You're gonna love right. the Libertarian Party." And then they go over to the Democrats and they go, "Hey, you like the Democratic Party? You're gonna love the Libertarian Party." Democrats and Republicans hate each other. They've been conditioned right. to hate each other and believe that that the entire political spectrum is democrats and republicans and that yeah. they're polar opposites and that they have to hate each other because they're the, the the you know it's the battle both sides believe that they're on the good side of the battle between good and evil so when we go in and go well you know we're kind of somewhere between the two of you we sound like garbage we sound like we a terrible idea the, the, because if i'm a, a republican and i hear well we're sort of like a republican but with some democrat ideas added i go i don't like democrats I think Democrats right. want to destroy America. Or if I'm a, a Democrat, I'm like, well, the Republicans want to, you know, turn us into a, a you know, white nationalist, you know, ghoul, uh, a fortress or whatever. Like, whatever they believe, if I mm -hmm. go in saying, yeah, we're kind of the best of both of you guys, they're like, no, that's gar I don't want that at all. If we go in and say, all of this is nonsense, you've been lied to for the last 200 and some odd years, they keep marching left, in, you know, the, the, the left boot comes down on you and you go, that's it, I'm sick of this, I'm voting for the right boot, and then the right boot comes down, and you go, oh, that's it, I'll never take this again, I'm voting for the left boot, and they're just marching on top of you as they progress forward in this ever-expansion of the size, scope, 
power, lethality, and cost of the government. We want none of that, and we want something wildly different. That, to me, is so much of a better to a, to a, to a, a society and a country with, like, half of the people aren't even showing up to vote on a Tuesday because it's just, like... This is yeah. all shit. Like, all of this is garbage. I want nothing to do with it. That, to me, is so much better than, you know, throwing our panties at Justin Amash because he has some name recognition. And like, Justin, please, come run for president. You're not even really a libertarian. But you don't like Trump. I, I, okay, really quick. In his defense, I'm not saying I, I really even like the guy. I, I really, I do like Justin Amash. I think he is a good, he's actually one of the best politicians we've had in a long time. I mean, because he actually has a conscience. You know, he actually understands some fundamentals of libertarianism. Right. right. Um, but I, I don't think he's. Uh, I wouldn't vote for him. Like, I would yes. For, yes. Like, for a libertarian. Like, if there was no libertarian party, and I was like, and I, I just, I just wouldn't do it. Now, the only, but here's the thing: like, who got the most excite? Who got the most excitement? Who got the most like people like? Wanting a revolution, Ron Paul. Ron Paul. Why? Why? But why, Ron Paul? Yeah. Why? Because look at Bernie. Why is Bernie so successful? Yes. Because it's the same thing. Like it's the wrong side. He is everything that we are not. Right. But but at least he has a, a fucking print. Like he has a message, and he's not wavering from it. Like where we're trying to fucking. You know, try to please everybody. Trying to say yeah. bullshit that's fucking crazy. Where Ron Paul actually said some really great, beautiful stuff. Yeah, but it, it was the truth. And yeah. we all think that there's something wrong, and both sides are playing it. Like Ron Paul said, "This shit's wrong. This shit's wrong, and you should be pissed." Bernie yeah. Sanders saying the same shit, saying the exact same thing, exactly. He's right. When Bernie starts talking about the problems that are going on, he's right. His solutions are to make it worse. But but he's but when he said Donald Trump, he would ex explain the things that are happening and and why they're wrong. But then he would also go to the the wrong right. conclusion of of making it worse. That's Ron right. Paul, people get there's something wrong that's happening. So when you trying right, so triangulation, the the, the so-called Clinton strategy, triangulation is a strategy not just in politics but in any situation of of power dynamics. Triangulation is a strategy of entrenchment of existing power, which means if you're mm -hmm. already in a position of power, you triangulate yourself in order to maintain that power. Right. For the Libertarian Party, which has maxed out at just under three percent of the vote, to triangulate is like a mouse saying, "I've got to conserve my power that I have." Like it's 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 yeah. nonsense. Oh, it, it is, dude. And it makes no sense. I think I don't, I don't even think there's a balance. Like when people say, "Like, well, we, you know, the, you guys are the purists, and you know, we're never going to get elected." Fine, but at least we're not selling something that's fake. Right. Like I, I'd rather go out there and actually spread the message of liberty, get 400 people who are real libertarians right. than 50,000 people who think they are. I'm yeah, just saying. No, no I those, agree. Those 400 people are going to fucking remain a libertarian because you can't unlearn what you learn once Be you get it. And, and if you, yeah. if you, if you get elected on promises that have little to do with libertarianism, now you just have to govern like everyone else that came. You're now that's you're like right. a center. You're like a yeah. you're like a center right Republican or something because that's what you. Now if you go radical, 
you've lied to everyone and they will never vote for you again. So like, it, it doesn't make sense. We actually have a, a, a question from the, one of the, the live followers. Uh, Shane Sweeney says, uh, Johnny, uh, uh, what would you choose to abolish first? The welfare state or the warfare state and why? Oh, oh man. I, I guess I would have to go with the warfare state. First of all, because if yeah. we got rid of the warfare state, then we wouldn't have refugees that were responsible for taking care of because yep. we bombed the fuck out of their country. Yeah. So it would be the first thing I would do is get rid of the warfare state. And that's why that would be yeah. the priority one. And that would be something that could be handled and on a federal level. And so I yes. think that's a great question, Shane. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, it could actually, it could motherfucker. It could actually be handled pretty much almost ex- exclusively on the executive level because even if if Congress is declaring you have to do this stuff, That's you can ridiculous. you can prosecute it in such a way that it's you know very frustrating to to you know the hawk's desire for for endless war. So no, I, I agree with that. The other thing to me is right now the welfare state is built on the graves of all of the lost opportunities that come from the barriers to entry that have been created by the state, occupational licensing, uh, uh, all, all the fact that all taxes are regressive because it doesn't matter how rich you tax someone, they just push it down to the consumer, which is the poor and the, and the working classes. So to, to, if you're prime, if the first thing you do when you come into office is go, all right, no more free rent for you like that. I get why that needs to happen, but you first need to eliminate the barriers to entry that are keeping them poor in the first place. Then you can get rid of that stuff. Right. And, and same thing with zoning laws and, you know, and all of that yeah, zoning laws, all that stuff, building code, like unnecessary building codes, all that stuff. Yeah. We can get into a whole bunch of things. Like we have economic policies that have kept people poor on purpose just to keep them poor. Yeah. Because then relying on the state to take care of them. And yep. therefore, they will do, and then they will keep voting for more state so they can get more. See, right. that's the thing. It's like it's the carrot with the rabbit thing. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Like you yeah. think you're yeah. getting more, but really you're not. And when people want minimum wage, all it does it that's that's another thing that just blows my mind. I mean, this is libertarianism 101. Yeah, minimum wage. I mean, I don't know if you you've probably gone into this a hundred times, but I mean, everything else would go up accordingly. Right. So if I had to pay you more then my, then everything that I, my services provided would go up and everyone else. So it might work for maybe a month or two where you would actually feel the impact of that, or you would feel the benefit of it, excuse me. But after a while, it would even itself out. There would be an equilibrium in the market where everyone's prices would have to go up. But at the same time, when prices go up, unemployment would go down. Especially always go down with with when you have increased minimum wage uh, so you historically when you keep raising the minimum wage all the people who are not getting hired are low-skilled workers right and that would be that would include people who are um maybe you know in bad areas bad yeah. uh bad schooling you know yeah. the, and it really hurts the minorities more than it, anything it, it sounds it, nice yep yeah but it, it actually it, hurts minorities. It, it disproportionately hurts the very people that it's supposedly helping, especially That's in the right. era of automation. So you've got businesses that are looking for the very moment that the cost of 
retro up, upfitting to to fully automated or more automated is co- more cost effective than continuing to just hire these people at whatever the minimum wage is. That's, the very that is second or just above the minimum wage so that you get the good guy from, you know, I, I have them at my Whole Foods instead of at the, you know, Walmart down the road or whatever. But like that, at at low wage labor, the very if you say $15 for most metro areas, for most areas in the U.S., that's going to be almost an immediate change to where almost completely automating that store immediately makes more financial sense. Anyone who wants to see what really high minimum wages looks like needs to go to Japan and to, and to Western Europe. It mm-hmm. is hard to find anywhere where mm-hmm. anyone is is working unless they're already making well above the minimum wage. So your I mean, barrier to entry, ha- your entry level has to already be high. You have to already be in the in the you know one percent or five percent of your area, or else you're living on the social safety net. That right. is what br- minimum wage brings us. It's a, it's an absolutely terrible thing. I wanted to ask you about Launchpad Media. Um, yeah. So you have multiple shows on on Launchpad Media as well, your own and, and, and many others. Was that was that something you intended to have, where you would have you know multiple shows on, or did that just kind of happen naturally? Um, you know what's funny is I, m- my buddy, Al, the vice president of the company, Alexander Meyer. Uh, me and him were talking one night, and he was just like, "Dude, I have an idea, <clears throat> and it's it's for like a podcast hub, and you know I don't know what to call it." Um, but I, I, you know, I think, you know, we were talking about the ideas of changing culture and libertarianism through music and art and, and right. movies, videos and a, a different take and not your, you know, your atypical, you know, academic or academic, uh, you know, podcast more like, right, right. hey, we're having fun. We're going to talk about these things kind of like what you're doing here. And I, like, we're not very academic, you know, we're fucking idiots, but whatever. I'm speaking for myself. But like what, what I'm saying is we figured we we wanted to change the culture and right. we wanted to create a hub for this. And I said, well, that's a great idea. And at the time, you know, I had, um, uh, I had an old co-host, um, Heather and Kurt, two co-hosts. And, uh, we, we kind of parted ways after four or five years. And I felt like maybe it was a, a new beginning for me, you know, like maybe it's time for me to cut sling load with, um, Johnny rocket Launchpad and actually create and use the name Launchpad for the media company, we'll always launching ideas in your direction. Right. And right. I to just all these different ideas and all these different, you know, contributors to go out there and actually start spreading the ideas of Liberty. And it was just kind of like this one banner where we can all get behind and start changing shit and hopefully influence people. And so that's what inspired me to start it. And, um, it was, it was pretty cool, but I, I gave up the name of my show because of it. So I kind of, uh, it was like, it's been, it was a year ago. And I just remember, I was like, oh my God, this is the last, I had 150 episodes. My last episode was with Tom Woods. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm going to start it all over again. I'm going to start with episode zero. And um, I found Raylene and uh, we were friends in Washington. And I'm like, she's going to be a great co-host. I mean, Raylene and I share very similar ideas on just about everything. There's like one or two things that we were like, we argue about, but other than that, we are like 100% lock and step regarding ideas. And uh, she's very, very influential and very, very positive and in, in, in helping me with the show. And so she was very instrumental with helping design the new show. And so I said, I, I didn't know what to call it because I'm like, the fucking launch pad's pretty goddamn cool. Right. And then, 
we were talking and it's like, how about blast off? And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I figured blast off with Johnny rocket would be cool instead of Johnny rocket Launchpad blast off. And then we took the name for the old show and made it the media company. The Launchpad Media. And, it's really, it's really cool branding, right? So you've got how for what five years you were the Launchpad. Well, now you're blasting off from the Launchpad, and the Launchpad yeah. is also where all the show. So really, I, I like the whole. Um, I was, I had a website design company for, uh, which was essentially also a marketing company for the better part of twenty years, and um, uh, I, I like ideas and branding that make intuitive sense. And that you don't really yeah. have to explain to people. And I just think it's perfect. Like you got the launch pad, your show's blasted off. And now you've right. got all these other things on the launch pad too. So, so yeah. And, yeah. Like, and I, I love themes. Like I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a stickler yeah. for themes. I like having things that like kind of relate, you know, like, so we, um, we do a really cool thing. Um, <clears throat> well, we did it and, and we're going to continue to, con- to do it in the future. We haven't done it in a while, but we had a, a show where all the, 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 all the board members of Launchpad Media would get together and we have a, a show called Mission Control. So it's all oh, kind of nice. Really- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. You know what I mean? So it's cool. Like we had Alexander Meyer, we had Rob Stratton, we had Raylene, we have all these people and we sit down and discuss like what Launchpad Media is doing, things in the news. And it was just us kind of like talking about the direction of where we're going with the media company. That's really cool. And to that me, I, I just I love themes, like playing off a theme. Yeah. And so, like, so like, uh, you know, somebody was like, you know, you have the Austrian libertarians, you know, like people who love Mises Institute and, yeah. you know, things like that. Well, right. I was thinking since we're like in the space and shit like that, blasting off, I was thinking members of the Launchpad Media could be astro libertarians. Boom. See what I did there? So I thought that was kind of I funny. Like, that. like kind of cool. But like, I love themes, man. I love working with like creative, you know, sticks like that so when i yeah when i heard austrian and rockets i immediately thought werner von braun and that was not a good direction to take it's a good thing it's decidedly good idea not to have gone in that direction no so. no maybe not that one but no but I, I try to keep it theme based no that's funny man that's great yeah no that's really cool so you have had uh remso martinez on um he's been Ram- on my show as well um, and, uh, he's, in fact, you're actually going to be narrating the audiobook version of his newest book. Isn't that correct? I am. I am. That's, I think that's so cool. I'm, so Remzo and I, I haven't done shit with it yet and he's going to kick my ass, but whatever. It's, have you read that book? I, I, I have read the first one, a, a good portion of the very first one. Stay away from libertarians. Stay away from the libertarians. Yeah. So I, I have, I have the, actually, I'm like one of the very few people in the world who actually has his book. And he's like, here it is. Start when you're ready. And I'm like, I haven't done it yet. So, so I'm an I, asshole. So I, re- I, I read a first draft. That book is, you're going to love it. So he was actually, Remso was briefly my sworn enemy, uh, but we've been friends for like a solid seven or eight weeks now. It's been really good. Um, but what would you say is, like, what would you say is Remzo's greatest weakness that I can use against him if things go south again? You know, I would say that, I, you know, I love Remzo. He's a very good person. He, he, I, I really don't want to talk bad about him because he's, he's been there for me and, you know, pretty shitty times just in my one, life. Just, just one but weakness. I, I have to say one thing about Remzo that sucks is that he just can't decide what the fuck he is. Is he a Republican? Is he a Libertarian? We don't know. I so don't he know. Co- I just think, I don't know. That's my only like. That's my only diss on Remzo, man. So that's actually 
you'll like that. That actually gets covered somewhat in his book. Um, cause the title character supposedly isn't about him. Like supposedly the, 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 um, Oh, what's his name? Something Brown isn't him, but it's him. I mean, it's him. And that's and what he it, told me. Yeah. And he's like, and your voice would be perfect for it. Like, I walked out of the bar pissed off. And I fucking grabbed my whiskey, <laughs> shot the bitch in the fucking street. You know, like, that's what he wants. He wants, like, that that noir fucking theme. No, it is, it's going to be. as, as So I, I had just read it um, before having him on my show. So it was, like, fresh in my head. Like, I was literally, we were in Toronto at the time. <laughs> I was driving from, like, downtown Toronto, listening to the audiobook. I had read about halfway through before that, listening to the audiobook. I'm setting up literally, so it's like fresh in my head. And when he was like, "Yeah, Johnny Rocket's going to be the the narrator," I'm like, "That's fucking perfect. Like that is perfect. Like that." I couldn't yeah. have thought of anyone better for it. So it was it was perfect to me. I have <laughs> no, you. I don't have any good segue for this, but I have to do our plug for Anchor FM that is required. Hey guys, are you thinking of making a podcast? Well, I hope you are. And if you are, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. For free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. Uh, They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard anywhere on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you can get this, folks. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Uh, So be sure to download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, Johnny, you are... Married to my last guest, the yes. amazing, wonderful, just, I have nothing, nothing she's but a, good things to say about it. She's just an amazing person, Kim Ross. You know what? Did, did you hear her story? Did you hear how we met? We met on the show. Yeah, but it's the most romantic thing I've ever done in my life. Like, okay, tell, I, tell, I, you tell me. I want to hear your version. Well, did she, did she say anything? Cause I didn't no, I want to hear, hear you. I want to hear yours first. No, I want to hear yours okay. first. Okay, so it started where I was on the show with her, and like before the show started, she's like, "Hey, you know, this is my first interview, be, you know, running for president, and uh, can I, you know, can I talk to you because I'm a little nervous and blah, blah, blah. oh, okay. so like, yeah, so I'm like, hey, how's it going? She's like, good, yeah, I just want to like make sure, like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, I'm just gonna ask you some basic shit, like, why the fuck you're running, blah 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 blah. She's like, okay, well, I had her on the show, we had such a hoot, man, she yeah. was great. So I get up, I get off the show with her and, uh, I call up my producer and I say, dude, I'm going to marry her. And he's like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. No way now. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to marry her. And then I talked to Raylene after that. And Raylene's like, did you, did you notice anything about the show? And she's like, that you had a crush on her. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> and she's like, I'm like, I'm going to marry her. And she's like, okay, whatever, John, whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to do it. So then finally, like a week later, I talked to her and I said, well, how'd you like the show? She was like, oh, it was great. I, I really had a great time. I had so much fun. And I, we were, it was, it was hysterical. It was funny. And then we started talking. And then finally, we just started talking every night from that point on for three or four months. Oh, wow. Every night for about maybe 10 hour nights. So like, I would call her at five in the afternoon and we would talk until like midnight every night. And then I finally, I ended up coming out here, seeing her, and, um, and we hit it off even more. No pun intended. And No, it was great, man. And, and then we just ended up hanging out, hanging out. And finally, I'm like, 
let's get married. She's like, fuck it. Let's do it. I'm like, all nice. right. So I just, I, I just quit my job, moved out here and, uh, moved in and we got married in April. I love it. It is the quintessential libertarian love story. Now, when she gets elected, are you going to be her press secretary? And if not, can I be her press secretary? Yeah, you could do that bullshit. Nice. I'm going right. to be like the first gentleman and start doing some bullshit like, you know, bullying or something. Alcohol, tobacco and firearms or some bullshit like that. Like, I'll do something like my goal is the first gentleman is to make sure that the drinking age in every state is five. You know, like some bullshit like that to make it just ridiculous. And uh, that'd be cool. But that, that I would, I'd just be like a, I'd just be an asshole. Everyone would hate me and, and that would be cool. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Help your ratings. Everyone like listens to like what horrible thing you're going to say next. No, I no. no so, okay, good. So I'm going to be the press. So then you're good. No, I will be. So I, I, okay. So I've claimed it. I, that's not really how it works. I guess she'd have to decide, but yeah. all things being equal, if she's cool with it, I want to be the press secretary, local Jew press secretary. I come, I show up. You look, I, a, little I, bit like, you look a little bit more like for the part. I, like I'm I look not, like a press secretary, right? Like, I mean, you do. I show like, I got not, a nice what, suit on. I'm going to like show up with a cigar and a cigarette and a cocktail. And I'm like, hey, I'm fucking, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I, you know, I don't, you know what? It's funny is like we talk all the time, but we really don't like she, we don't really talk about the details of her campaign. I, I really am not like pervy to all this information as a lot of people think like what is she doing I, I really don't fucking know and like do I care I I do care but like eh, she's doing good shit I know she's doing good because oh, we yeah. discuss these ideas constantly and she's very smart and very intelligent and she's very principled and I, I give her credit I mean like I, I trust her implicitly 100% I trust right. her right right uh, in her decision making, I she is she is really good, and I don't need to know it. And it's just more bullshit for me to get involved with. I really don't want to deal with it because I got enough fucking problems, and I don't want Kim to be one. <laughs> that was I like joke. I like the idea of like when if she like you know got up uh, to the point where she's like going to be debating Trump and I don't know Marianne Williamson, whoever gets the nomination on the on the other. And you're just like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. I got so many things to do. And they're like trying to interview you. And like, I got so much stuff to do today. Leave me alone. I, I just, that to oh, me, yeah. and, and that will help her because everyone will feel that. Everyone will feel that feeling of like, I got a lot of shit to do today too. Leave me alone. Like, it'll be, it'll be like this, like very be uh, like the honest motherfucker there is. So it'll be like, what do you think of her? You know, what do you think of her campaign? I really don't know what the fuck she's done. I'm going to be honest. I don't really, I know she's doing good shit. I have so much to do today. I got so much shit to do. I'm smoking a cigarette. I'm like, fuck you. You know, and I can't smoke That's... in the White House. You know, can you I'm not smoking... smoke in the White House? That, see, that I, would have to change. Like, whoever the chief of staff is would have to change that. You'd have to be able yeah, to smoke in but, the White House. I, I, I don't want to fuck up shit, man. I mean, like, <laughs> mess up, mess up the, this, like, mess up the, uh, the, uh, like, the, the drapes and stuff. No, no, but like I'm all about like technology and some and cigarette smoke. The only thing it's actually good That's for uh, cigarette smoke with technology would be microphones. Believe it or not, really. I don't know if you, I don't even know if you know this. No, it's I very, don't. So, like, if you ever hear the the old microphones, like back in the day in the '40s and '50s and '30s, even everyone smoked, man. They were like fucking smoking. Right, right. The tar that gets actually in the capsule of the of the microphone. 
yeah. actually creates a, a, a different tone. It actually creates a warmer sound. Oh. So especially with ribbon microphones, especially with the old ribbon mics. This right, is right, right. But it actually creates a layer of tar, which actually creates a very more muted, warm sound. They were the original the original uh pop filters were just a bunch of like Oh dude, they were tobacco like tobacco hash around the thing. Yeah, yeah, totally, dude. Exactly. Like uh but computers and anything like technology or any of that shit, man, you just ask. I mean, you're just decreasing their, their lifespan by by a lot. I mean, it, it of it's course, really yeah. 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 So like I just don't Yeah. I, I just I don't smoke in this room. I never have. I, I Right. I kind of like muscle through it and like, all right, I'm going to get this interview done. Then I have a cigarette. So it's cool. Like the end but of the like, end of it, you're like shaking, like you did your nicotine fix. No, no. Well, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks, man. I like, that's the hardest part of being a, like a podcaster is actually, you know, going an hour and a half talking about shit. Oh, I was, a, I was a, I was a drug addict for the better part of a decade. I've been clean for 13 years now. The really? idea that, yeah, the idea then I know no one believes that when they first they're like you've done You're drugs like, once in your life. Uh, no, I was. Dude. Jews don't do drugs, man. No, I was. I was the ultimate drug Jew. I was be- because I, well, no, I probably shouldn't say that. I'll tell you later when we're off the air. Call the I'll, show the drug Jew. The drug yeah. Jew. <laughs> the drug Jew with Spike Cohen. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you later on in the show. But I was. I was what you would expect a Jew to become if he was doing drugs every day. Um, but um, definitely not going to say it on the air. But Did um, you actually spend money. <laughs> I I'm not going to. I'll. We can talk about it later. But um. Right, so anyway, so uh, all that to say that if someone at the time had been like, yeah, you have to like talk intelligently for two hours in a room without doing drugs. I'd be like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing like, I, there's no way I've, I've got, I've got to do drugs while I'm doing this or that's not going to happen. So, you know, what's funny though, we get in that, I was a, I was in a, in a band for 10 years and it took me like, we have those things that we, I don't know, we, we create, I think we create our own little safety net in a sense. Right. Um, But yeah, there was a, there was a time where I had to, be drunk to perform. Oh, wow. I was afraid. Like, everyone's like, do you get nervous when you get up on, you know, on stage and do a show in front of 50,000 people or 100, 300 people? Right, right, right. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Every show. It doesn't matter if there's 10 people in the room or there's 300 or yeah. 400. I get nervous. And I, the only way I could deal with it was to drink. Was to drink, right. And I, yeah, and it, it, that was my crutch for a while. And, and, and we, we, we all have those things that we hide behind. I think, I mean, I think it's human nature. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. You ever notice that like a lot of musicians, um, the reason that they play instruments is because they hide behind. Them. Oh, wow. If you think about it, it makes because sense. They're like behind a thing. They're not like out there just holding a microphone. Oh, wow. Exposed, exposed. So if you think about it, like, a lot of musicians like that because they feel like they're hiding behind something. A lot of musicians like to wear sunglasses. Why? Because they hide behind those sunglasses. Oh. Little tricks, man. But that's just the way that people, I think it's a, a psychological thing. I find it fascinating because I, I want- talked to people. And I said, do you, do you play guitar? Like, he's not even a good guitar player. He's a lead singer and he plays guitar. And I'm like, you're right. not even a good guitar player. He's like, yeah, but... It, makes me comfortable it's i'm it's something in between me and them 
I never really right. thought of that before. I um, so the drummers have it the best because they're almost like in a room behind. Nobody <laughs> fucking cares. I mean, like, I, I mean, I love drummers. They're like they're fucking awesome. But man, right. no, drummers are like, hey man, like the drummer will just get done like doing this kick ass drum solo. Everyone's like, fuck yeah, and then everyone will be like, hey man, how's it going? He'd be like, yeah, I'm the drummer of the band. He's like, oh, I didn't recognize you. Nobody fucking knows the drummer. Because you were in like, you were like in this little like, you know, it's almost like when you're in a kitchen and there's a counter here and there's pots and pans. Like no one can see you. Like you're you're Nobody. kind of back there. Like yeah, no one. No, you were not the focal point drummer. at all. Because those fuckers gotta know shit and they gotta know the songs. They're just as talented, if not more, than most of the band, and yet they get no love, man. No love. And the bass player, bass player and drummers, man. They were the section, dude. I mean, those guys, if, if, if there's anyone who's good at fucking, it's the rhythm section, not the lead singer or the guitar player. The goddamn rhythm sections are good at fucking. You know they are. But They're nobody the dark knows horses. That. That's They funny. are. Yeah. It's fucking funny, dude. I don't know. Going off on a tangent. No, that's fine. So I, I want to ask you, you were, are you still the region one alternate for the Libertarian Party? Yes, I am. How long have you been a masochist? You know what's funny, man? I I, I, I got the, um, they had a meeting in uh, Austin and I had everything lined up. My brother lives out there. I was going to go out there and do this thing. And I had strep throat. Like it was oh, no. like, like three or four days before. So yeah. everyone here, man, it was like, everyone's sick in the home. Everyone's dying. The kids got fucking strep throat. Everyone's on moxicillin. Right. I, I just couldn't make it. And then, uh, luckily, the Region 1, uh, the main Region 1, uh, Richard Longstreth, great dude, great principled libertarian. He was just like, all right, man, I got you. I'm going. And I'm like, here's my vote on this. If they say this, vote that way. And he's like, okay, noted. Uh, and he actually probably took took my opinion into consideration. But, um, no, he's great. Uh, re- the Region 1, um, the actual Region 1 director of the Libertarian Party is awesome. And I'm so proud I work with him. So proud. So region one's yeah, huge. Like I looked at it on a map before. It's like it's like the the ninth circuit for the Supreme Court. Like it's just huge. it's like Dude, most it's of the country. But there's yeah. like no people there. Like that's the thing. It's like we call right, ourselves the cowboy region because it's just like a lot of shit, a lot of land, but not a lot of people. Right. You know. Right. It, it, I, I believe I, I can't remember. It's twelve states, I believe, eleven or twelve states. It's massive. We have a yeah, lot of states. Yeah. Yeah. It's gigantic. I so now, I. It seems like the reason I said the little masochist Joe, it seems like the people that are, you know, most of the people, not all, there are a few that don't seem like they're doing much of anything, but most of the people that are in the actual like party apparatus at the, at the state and at the LNC level, it seems like just such a thankless job. Like, you know, you do, you're doing all this stuff and you're, you're doing these meetings and you know, like the average libertarian either doesn't know, doesn't care, or a lot of them will just like nitpick everything that you've done. And I'm like, I'm I'm like I once paid for membership fees for the party. I th- I don't even know if 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 it's expired or not. Like that's how involved I am on a daily basis with the with the party. But I see it on like in Facebook groups and talking to people and stuff like that. Sure. And it's like, yeah. man, like it just seems so thankless. But are you just you just do it because you support what they're doing? What what the what the statement of principles and, and the potential for what it could be? Well, I I think so. That I mean, that's I didn't even really. Maybe that's a good thing because I really didn't want it. And somebody's like, actually, the the region one is like, hey, our region one alternate decided to leave. And I think you'd be a good fit. 
And I was like, cool. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll, I guess I'll do it. I mean, like, if, step up to the plate, be the change, right? I mean, I'm not going to change shit by sitting on my ass bitching about it. And so I figured, hey, the best thing I could do is maybe get out there, lend a voice, start telling my opinions about stuff. Um, right, right. Maybe even talking to the region one actual and, and discussing ideas. And he's like, he's great. I mean, he like me and him are lockstep on principles and libertarianism. He's really good. And again, I, I think it's, you know, I, and I support him. Like, it, I'm like, I'm with you, man. Uh, you know, if, if you believe this, this is your, you know, obviously his vote matters, right. um, not mine. But if he's not there and he's sick and he has strep throat, like next time I'm making the calls. Um, but I, it is a thankless job. It's a lot of emails, mostly, from what I've gathered. Right. And it's so many emails. I'm a horrible guy because I don't read them all. Like, I see, like, right now, dude, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I got, like, five emails already, like, since we've had this conversation. Oh, from wow. The yeah, but I, some of it's, like, so-and-so said this, and I'm like, you know, I, I just—it's like everyone's every everyone's doing reply all. So someone will say like okay, and then you get that, yeah. and you've got yeah, 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 yeah. You just—it's just, it's, it's not feasible. You can't look it up every second. And if there's a vote, I'll say this is my opinion. This is why I would vote, and then the region one rep would vote for it. So like I'll give him my input. He'll listen to it because he's a good man, and he'll probably vote for me or usually he, we agree. So he'll probably vote in the direction that we come to the conclusion. Right. But yeah, it is a thankless job. And again, it's like, we're the only party. I think speaking of like the chair, for some reason, the libertarian party has this fascination with the chair, like every other part. Who's the chair of the Republican party. I, I know who it is. It's uh, what's her name? Romney's daughter, but I'm also a nerd. So like most, like most, mo most Republicans no, have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no one knows. Like besides yeah. like you, cause you're a nerd, but that's right. Fine. Cause I'm a nerd, but, but like libertarians, dude, like we are fascinated with the chair position. Like, Oh, he's the leader of the libertarian. No, he's not. Like we are all individuals. There shouldn't be a leader. And right. if we have one person representing us and all of our opinions, that is wrong. You know, the chair is there to pretty much, Run the meeting and Run make meetings. sure that the meeting goes smooth. That's yeah. it. The yeah. chair shouldn't really even have an opinion. He should be a libertarian to begin with. And right. if he isn't, well, then we elected the wrong then there's chair. A, there's a problem if the, the quote-unquote head of the party is not a libertarian. So I wanted to ask you your opinion. Yeah. And, and if sure. you don't want to give it, that's fine. I know Kim didn't want to talk about it because you know she didn't want to seem like you know a conflict of interest type thing or whatever. But this whole seventy five dollar an hour thing with the with the with the person. I, so I read an article that I'm now told was a hit piece. I've I, I've I've tried following the you know six hour. Well, I didn't watch all of it, but it was like a six hour long YouTube video. I watched like the twenty minutes in question. What is your opinion on this? On on what exactly happened there with Nick Sarwark? Like what what do you think that about all that? absolutely ridiculous i mean like why um no 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 one in their right mind would vote for that and it it, it, and it reasonably got shot down i mean that's right. all i could say for it um but i mean he, that's his job that's his duty you know to be the representative of the party not right. to get paid to promote the party i mean it's great if he does i mean like if if the party was as big as the dnc 
um, or any other major political party, there would be that money for that. You know what I mean? Oh, like easily. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, just to show up. Hey, I'm here. We're not even in that position. We're we're such. We're nothing. We're nothing. I mean, in in the big in the big scheme of things, we ain't shit. Um, but no, it's absolutely ridiculous, and no one no one gets paid like. And one of my my biggest complaints about the LNC is that they just require people to go somewhere. Like, we need you to fly to fucking Alaska to have a meeting. Like, why? Why can't we do it on Skype? I can vote. Like, why do we is have that, to go? Is to that actually that? is that actually like in some rules that you have to physically be there, or is that just the preference that they have? You know, man, I wish I could answer that question hundred percent, but I'm going to assume that it's in the rules like... because it is very. They are very adamant about it. Like you showing up to some fucking meeting and, you know, usually like nine times out of 10, they will try to pick a place that's somewhat pleasant. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to try to like stick you in fucking, we're going to Bowie's G Idaho, you know, like why, who would go there? You know, like, but why? Like I'll hear like, yeah, I'm going to Sacramento for why I could see like a state function, like, uh, something like that or like something big, like. Are you going to be? Yeah. Are you going? Are you going to be in Florence in November for the for the debate in South Florence, South Carolina? I, I am definitely going to do everything I can to be there. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. then if you are, we'll we'll meet there. I know Kim's going to be there for the drink? for the. Do you drink I alcohol? I don't. I've been sober for thirteen years, but I will watch you drink. Like watch hard. me drink a a beer, and then you can have a water and get drunk off of me. Off I can just beer. get drunk. I can just vibe drunk vibe off of you. That's what. I, yeah, that's dude, how I do it. Cool. But um. Yeah, but so like something like that makes sense, but when they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna have like what appear what feels like the third meeting this month," and I'm gonna fly out, and I'm like, "This just seems like so much time and money being what." Yeah, and you're paying for it. You have to pay for your hotel. You have to pay for the airfare. So like that's a disqualifier. A lot of people don't even want the job yeah, because yeah, exactly expensive. You know, like who has the money? We're libertarians. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, like we're, we don't have the money. We're economists. What is yeah, it? like that's the thing, you know? <laughs> We're not very smart. We don't have the state fucking funding our shit. Right. I mean, like all the other parties, I mean, they're all fucking cronies. You know, they don't Oh, it's all yeah, we're we're, we're paying for their meetings, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like us, we're like we're fiscally conservative. <laughs> Socially liberal. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just saying. It's 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 expensive. You have to actually be pretty well off to actually be a part of the LNC to do it. Yeah, yeah. Just it's crazy. It. You it's gotta crazy. have a job, man. You gotta have a job. You gotta have a LNC. A, you gotta pretty much have your own company and have your have your workers take care of your company while you gallivant off two or three times a month to these meetings where you sit there, sit there and do a hours. bunch of stuff. That you yeah. could absolutely do by Skype or Hangouts or Zoom or whatever. Like you could easily do all of I'm that. Dude, it, I am with you. It's I am crazy with, to me. That is that is the plan. To me, that makes sense. Like, why do I need to travel all the way to over here, spend four hundred dollars and then have a hotel room? And of course, what do you do when you have a hotel room? You know, you order pizza and then you go down to the fucking lounge. Right. Maybe not but me, I would, but Oh, you're spending you're you're spending hundreds of dollars easily. You're probably hitting a thousand bucks between airfare and hotels and food, eating out and everything. Like, because you're not going to the grocery store and buying like a head of lettuce and like some chicken to cook. Like, you're eating out and you're like, 
like cutting shit and making fucking stir fries. <laughs> fucking no one does that. You're eating McDonald's or you're going down to the fucking lounge. You're going restaurant. to the lounge. You're tired from sitting in a meeting for 12 hours. You just right. go and get like the most inefficient way to eat. Like it's just, it, it's absurd to it's me. Ridiculous. So yeah, it how, is. And you have, how, to, you have to have a J-O-B to be on the LNC. That's right. I like that. I like that. How often are you called a Nazi and or a communist in a given day? Or is that just something people say to me? Um, I, I get, uh, I, I, some, I've, I've actually heard I'm alt-right. I've heard that. I don't know where that came from. Um, probably because of my two-minute hate speeches, Spike. Um, that okay. does annoy people. Some of them do. Because I call out shit. I, I just, and I, it's like a no-holds-barred kind of thing. I, I call it libertarians. If I see something that's just fucking incredibly stupid, right. I will call it and make a speech about it, like a two-minute hate speech. And it's usually like five to six minutes. But it's a, it's a good. <laughs> I know when I when I I read the I will listen to the one about. It, I'm like, this seems like it's longer than two minutes. But I didn't. I wasn't like on the. Thing. Yeah, it's, they always are. But it sounds cooler though. Like you're like, oh, I just have to, you know. It's got two like minutes of hate minutes for you. Yeah, yeah. I could do that, and but when it ends up becoming six or seven minutes, and you're like, holy fuck, that was like seven minutes long, and and, and, and but then they enjoy it usually at that point. Right. Usually laughing because. I say something that's controversial and I, you know what, but it needs to be said. I think certain things need to be said. And a lot of people, you know, I usually go after <sighs> spike. I, I really go after left libertarians and I know that sounds, it's, it's actually awesome. I love it. I love going after the left and even libertarians who are on the left. I mean, to me, it's like, they are like low hanging fruit. At least the left knows, you know, the left is brainwashed. Left libertarians have at least been exposed to our ideas and they right. reject me. That's why I have no respect for them. They have been exposed to libertarian ideas, but they refuse to rent is theft. The government needs to be there to make social equality. Bullshit. Uh, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. And I go after them all the time. They are my favorite target. But other than that, I love my two minute hate speeches, man. I love them. I love doing them, but they just require a lot of work. And you do in this podcast, right? Like you do this podcast, there was a probably maybe an hour or so of prep for this podcast. A lot of people don't understand the work that goes on behind the scenes. The editing, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the 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 art, the the show notes, the links, the the actual publishing of the of the show. Um, like, an any given show, like we do an hour show every week. That show is actually m maybe an hour and a half. Actually, more like two hours. Because we have an hour regular show, we have a 30-minute right. after party, and then we have an all-nighter that we do. And then oh, on top wow. of that, editing for our show is usually consists of about six to seven hours per hour Yeah, Because you, you guys have, like, guys, for, for those of you who haven't listened to Blast Off with Johnny Rocket, first of all, shame on you. Uh, and then second of all, be sure to to, to add that to your, your list of stuff you listen to after me. Um, but the the <laughs> level of... After me, be sure to listen to me and then Johnny Rocket. But when you uh, uh, don't drop me, keep listening to me. And then if you have time, you can go to Johnny Rocket. But um, so, I mean, but but your show, like, you know, that's why I joked with the little Star Wars clip or whatever. Like the the level when I when, when I was first started listening, I was like, this is really well put together. And it was part of what I thought when I was doing my show. I'm like, all right, I'm not going in that angle, 
but like I want it to sound good, especially for people like most of the people that consume this show are listening to it, not watching it. So I'm big on the visual stuff, but the reality is most of the people that are into the show might not even know what I look like. And so I, I try to make it sound good, but you have it on it. I believe you when you say it's like a six to one ratio for editing because oh, yeah. it's really on point when it comes to like the sound effects and the, the intro and outro and all of that stuff. Like it's an experience. It's an absolute well, experience. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it, um, Spike. But the thing is, it's like, it's about timing. It's like, we don't just edit just to edit. Like right. we edit to a rhythm of the right. show. And like, you know, you listen to a lot of podcasts like Tom Woods doesn't have much editing. I mean, there is some, but I mean, you listen to the show and it's pretty much the way it is. It's like, just him. However, yeah. it turns out it, it, that's what it is. Yeah. It's just our him. show, yeah. kind of, our show is actually do it's actually mapped out to almost a beat. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's actually to this rhythm. And I, I, I know I can't explain it. But there isn't any pauses. The show is constantly moving forward. Right. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and we like to have like there is pause, but it's pause for a fact. It's like if you hear a pause, it's awkward. It's intense. In yeah. Show, yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. intense. Like, whoa, what the hell happened? So I use that. <laughs> this, did this part? Did my browser turn off? Yeah. Like people are checking their app. Like, wait. Um, yeah. Did like, this? Oh, okay. Yeah, but we use it intent. It, like everything is done intentionally. Like For everything, intent, yeah. to the guests to the to the the processing, the guests. I mean, we spend hours just making the guests sound good. And sometimes, like we we talk to them on like a payphone. You know, it sounds like they are. You know, yeah, I'm in fucking Baltimore. You know, and they're talking. You, you know, you right. hear all this shit. I hate that. I like all yes. these like apps and shit that we pull through. We process. And we try to get rid of background noises. Right. We right. Do, right to make them sound good and it's like the job of our show is to make our guests sound good we really do want to make sure that they're highlighted and that they feel good about the show right. in hopes you know we 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 can sell the ideas of what they're trying to sell like we really we are there because i mean like we are good spokesmen for liberty but sometimes we may not reach the same crowd that somebody else might right. you know what i mean they right. may explain something better than what we can like I'm gonna, I'm sometimes a dick, and that doesn't work with everyone. So it's cool to have a guest that comes in and is be like, "Hi, I'm very nice and I'm very, you know, cordial and I'm, I'm gonna explain things in a very nice way," and and generally they're very hardcore libertarians. But like, you don't want, you know, I don't want the message to be diluted. But there's different messengers with different styles. Oh and yeah. So it's us to make our our messengers or our guests sound really good. So hopefully that they can influence people and they could start taking in the ideas of libertarianism. Right. Yeah. So it's a similar thing with, with our show, the muddy waters of freedom. We almost end up, Matt and I almost end up good cop, bad copping because even though we both think the same way, I'm like, I have become the radical of the show. So like, we'll start talking about, and and again, Matt agrees with me on, I think, I don't think there's anything we disagree on, but like, he'll kind of talk about, you know, like the, the, the problems with what's going on and, and applying libertarianism. And then I'll be like, yeah, you know, the second amendment was for shooting cops. And he's like, like, I mean, it, it, so we we kind of feed off of each other that way. I've become the nuts one, even though we're both essentially anarchists, I've become like the token, well, the token Jew and the token anarchist. So I'm like, I'm feeling, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling many, I'm the minority of the show apparently, which is sad because I'm you know extremely what's funny, pale. Though? Like we, I think that's a natural progression. Like, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Like 
Raylene and I, we agree like on ninety nine point nine percent of everything. Right, right. Like, I screened her before we even started the show. We got along so well. We agree she was really bubbly. That's the best way to describe her. Right. And I'm not like, I, well, I'm kind of bubbly, but I'm not I'm in the same way she is. But it, we had a we have a great dynamic. Right. But here's the thing: we disagree on like one thing. Right. And that's vaccine. And it's and I and I'm we we both agree that it should be up to the individual whether or not they should get a vaccine. Right, but right, this right. Is like a constant thing that we've been talking about for like goddamn a whole year, like offline usually. And it's always like vaccines, vaccines, back. And she'll be like, "Did you know that?" Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm, "No." And she's anti-vaccine. I okay. am pro-vaccine. I'm not saying that like I uh, think that people should be forced to get one i'm just right, very much right. i think there are it's, it's a good thing like they work. historically it was historically, great historically awesome. they work yeah yes historically yeah. they work and but then she gets into these chemicals but it, it's funny but it's like i'm not knocking her because i mean she is very very adamant about her belief system and right, mission. right. she really knew what i knew and i'm like i really don't want to know what you know you know and so that's where we depart but that's what's cool like that's what yeah. makes the world run and it, it, I think it's part of our like per, natural progression. I mean, if we all agreed, this world would be boring. It would suck. We need, but if we can all get at least get behind the fact that we should have less state, we're on something. Why if, don't we start if, working with that? If we can agree on, I'm not going to vote to have someone point a gun at you and make you live how I want you to live. If you also, not if, but, and you can also not do that to me. We can stop using, none of us have the right to point a gun at someone and say, you have to live your life the way I want, which means we're unable, which means we are unable, you can't delegate a right you don't have. So if I don't have the right to do that to you, then I can't delegate that power to someone else. That's theft. So if we can all agree on that as a basic thing, which when you say that to someone, it intuitively makes sense. It Should does. I be able to point a gun at you and make you do stuff? No. Should I be able to no, but, get together a group of people and we come to your house and say, we're all pointing guns at you and you have to do stuff? No. No, of course. Should and that's I, the sh- thing. And, and I think if we just all agree on that, the rest, I mean, we all have preferences. So if Right, you don't exactly. Wanna, we all have preferences, yeah. If you want to get vaccines, don't get them. If you do, yeah. you do. I mean, that's a hot topic right now. Like regarding, it's a very, Yeah, it's, it's a very hot topic. It really doesn't matter because I don't really even think it's a libertarian issue. Again, I think it's more or less on the... On the on the on the side of choice is the issue, that's right. the political issue. Yeah, uh, the rest is just opinion, and you know what website who went to first. Really, it boils down to what did you believe at one point, and did it stick? At what point, you know, like again, we all have opinions, and they change constantly. I mean, I have changed my opinion on quite a bit of things. Yeah, um, certain things I just don't have an opinion on, and I don't think I ever will. Like an, another big one is abortion. Spike, what's your opinion on it? So I don't, I, I'm not the host, but I'm, I'm just asking you personally. So my opinion is, and I've, this is actually something that has, has changed quite a bit. I used to be, I would have considered myself pro-life. I consider myself pro-life when personhood starts. And I think that it is up to families and individuals to decide for themselves when personhood starts. And I realize that that's going to lead to outcomes that I don't like, but that's the reality of life. And if I were to try to impose my idea of when personhood starts, which I'm not even fully sure, 
I'm not even fully sure, but if I were to sit down with the science and go, it starts at this very moment, and I were to enforce that against anyone, more harm is going to be done by me forcing people into that than by allowing individuals and families to decide that uh that you know when that starts i am not in favor of planned parenthood being funded by taxpayer dollars i am not in favor of of any of that if people want to do pro-life rallies out in front of planned parent that's fine with me if they want to the people to me that i respect the most in the entire debate are the people that stand out in front of uh abortion clinics not to slut shame people and say you're a whore and you're murdering your kid but people who go hey you know what if you choose to do this, that's your choice. I'd like to present you with the possibility that we can help you. We can set you up with resources, voluntary resources. If you choose maybe to place the child for adoption, we'll help you through that process. Whatever you choose to do, we're here for you. That to that's me. That's beautiful. That's actually very smart. Yeah. I, I'm with, I, I kind of, I, I fall in the same camp. It's just like, who who are we to decide when life begins. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist. Right. All I do know is sometimes I would ear, I, I, me personally, I might ear on the side of being safe saying, yep. I don't know when it begins. Right. 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 Um, right. I, I can't make that decision for them. I do ultimately believe it's their decision. It's their body. Um, I would, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer because I think both sides are correct. You know, like it just depends on what, what, what side you're coming at it. From. What we're talking at it. Yeah. We both have a valid point. Yeah. And again, I, I think it's almost up to the, com- it's almost a community standard thing yeah. because maybe if you live in town A that, you know, hates it and then you go to town B, it's like, fucking do whatever you want. But the only problem I have with it, if you do make it completely illegal is that you create a black market. And exactly again, and that's yeah yeah you do more you know, harm so than good I, people who do. don't want to be pregnant are going to not be pregnant that's is right. it going to and happen in necessary measures to uh, to ensure that are and they I going it, to is it going to be because they give birth and then just leave it in a dumpster like i mean the, the, these are like these are serious yeah. consequences of what we're talking about i believe and life go ahead no, I think it's a tough thing. But again, I, I think both sides are correct. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what side you're arguing for. Because yeah. if you're if you're fighting for life, right? Yeah. They have a justifiable argument that life they believe in their heart and mind that life begins at conception. Conception. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that right. is a valid argument. Yeah. Like it is. I mean, you can't deny that. Maybe it does. That's what they believe. I'm a natural rights libertarian. I believe yeah. that we have natural rights. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm right, but that's what I believe. Right. And the people who believe it's the woman's choice, that's her body, they're also correct. So, I, I, I again, I don't think there will ever be an answer to this problem. And, again, we should just get the state out of it. The state it, should have nothing to do with this. Yeah, yeah. Let, let people handle on a family or an individual level. And for the individuals to make that decision and whatever decision they make, they have to live with it. Yep. And that's the thing. Science tells us that life actually begins at conception. It is a, it is a life. It has its own DNA. That's not in dispute where the argument comes is when is it an actual person that has its own rights? And that has its own feelings and has a heartbeat and it it has 
can feel it, pain. Yeah. It has sentience and all of that stuff. And 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 the similar to the age of consent debate, no one actually there is no consensus on this. There is no right answer on that. But, but yet I, everyone I, wants to argue really heavily about it, something that no one agrees on. No one can that, come to a consensus well, on when personhood begins. So why know, would it, we not? Uh, it's I, yeah. You know what, Spike? I, I, you know, I always make this point. And I, and a lot of people just always think that we're going to go in the opposite, the, 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 the horrible direction. A lot of people are like, well, most people, you know, back in the medieval times, people had sex at 12, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. I'm going to say let's go in the opposite direction. Let's just say we left it up to local communities, right? Who's to say that most people know that like once you're probably around 25 is when you actually kind of have your brain fully developed, <laughs> which is true. Which is fucking true. I mean, yeah. I've met some eighteen-year-olds and they're fucking stupid. Have no business not, making big decisions. Yes, exactly. No, 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 no. Leave that shit alone. What I'm saying is, what, what if communities went in the completely opposite direction and said, "25, baby, in this fucking town, in this no town, in this town, in this HOA, if you want to have sex, 25. 25. Like that could be like what I'm saying is, everyone always thinks it's going to be less restrictive." In a libertarian society, all of these things that we think, you know, it, it very well could be, there would be a lot of things that would be less restrictive, but there would be a lot of things that could be very restrictive. In specific areas. In specific areas. Yeah, if you have private property rights, right? Let's just say you live in an HOA, which is a voluntary government, right? Or governance, right? Because you voluntarily joined an HOA. You right. didn't, no one forced you. Right now, there's some like legalese in there and you could like move into an area and it could be absorbed or, you know, absorbed into an HOA. And then there, there could be some debate there. But like, if you go into one, knowing yep. full and well, your that situation, one there. Yeah. Yeah. And you agree to the terms, man, it's, it's on you. It's on you. And it could be a lot more restrictive than what we have now. Yeah. So living in a free society, a lot of people don't even realize when we say a free society, we mean a private property society yeah. Yeah. and if we have a private prop property private law society that things would change it, it actually could become more restrictive if you are drinking and driving and that owner of a road let's just say we have roads now owned by private individuals private company, and that yeah. individual is driving down the road trying to loosen loosen his load he's got worlds of trouble on his mind right and he's drunk off his ass instead of like going to jail you may not be able to drive on that road Can't anymore. That let's road. just say the only road that goes to your job, you would lose your job. And yeah. it could be, you may not go to jail, but you could you could live in a harsher environment or you have to, you know, get a cab or a taxi to get to your job. Yeah. Now, now all of a sudden you have more financial Additional struggles cost, because yeah. of bad decisions on your end. So it could be more restrictive. And that's what I'm trying to say is a lot of people just think, you guys want anarchy. Actually, no, I think in a lot of ways, I think for our society or culture or a free society to work, it would actually be more restrictive and it might be even more conservative in some regards. Like you may not go to jail for doing shit, but you may not get a job. There would be all, all other things that could hinder your success in life. There is real life consequences for antisocial right. behavior and and right. it, and free means we are free to associate freely it doesn't mean everyone right. can just run around and 
have no consequence to their act. It's not freedom from consequences. There may be enough of a demand right. for for an area where everyone can just get drunk and high on the roads and drive around and smash into each other that, that, that the people that want to do that move there. And the people in those areas who are like, yeah, no, I want to be able to make it uh, home without being hit by five cars because everyone's high, they move somewhere else. People will be able to, you know, you'll have all of these different little mini laboratories. Federalism taken to the individual scale of let people make their individual choices and then see the consequences of how it plays out with everyone in free association where if they go, oh, you know what? This wouldn't work. Let's not do this anymore. There aren't laws in place forcing us to have to remain that way. And that's... Yeah, I dude, 100%. And you're nailing it, man. I mean, you're right. And and, and that's the thing. A lot of people just don't understand that it it very well could be more, it it could be more restrictive. And again, a lot of people just, I think, realize like, we're not libertines, we're libertarians. And there could be a community of libertines. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they have that right to be like, everyone could be fucking everyone, you know, whatever. That's their, but that's not maybe what I want in my life. Right. Right. And so I can disassociate. Yeah. And I can say, those people are weird. And it doesn't mean that they're bad or evil. I just don't agree with them. And I'm not going to create legislation or attack them to harm them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause war, declare war on them because I don't like their ideas. I just may not support them, may not go to their stores, may not shop at their place. And, and maybe if they're in the wrong town or the wrong cult, because, you know, look at the United States, man. I mean, if you live in Florida and, or you live in California, they're two different, completely different cultures. If you or, live in the panhandle of Florida versus South Florida, you live in two totally disparately different cult. I mean, it, there's country. no, yeah. Different countries. Different I mean, countries. Really, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. West Virginia and Virginia, two different countries. Two different areas. I yeah. mean, that was really, I mean, historically, we were talking earlier about like the Articles of Confederation, the Constitution, shit like that. Yeah. But yeah. if you look at it, the whole idea of the state was the state of Alabama or the state of Massachusetts, the state of Pennsylvania. Right. They were a state. That was a state. Like that was like the state of France. That right. Was the, that was the country. That was the actual country, the nation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that had its own rules, had its own ideas, had its own culture to put everything under a one size fits all thing. Doesn't make any sense to me. It, again, like look at Washington state, look at Washington, DC, same name, but different fucking cultures, totally two different things. Uh, yeah. They may both be liberal, but they're liberal in different ways. Completely different ways, completely different yes. cultures. Even within D.C., you go to a place like, we, we have a home in Toronto. There are, in the same neighborhoods, different distinct communities um, yes. because yeah. of the amount of, of, of hyper-immigration that's happening in, in Toronto, which is like the, the, the business and, 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 and economic hub of, of, of Canada. It, Toronto is like New York, D.C., uh, and Los Angeles and Chicago all in one. And so everyone's going there. And the levels of different, literally from block to block, the idea that this is all, you know, one nation. No, it's not. And no one's, for, for everyone to, oh, we're all Canadians and we're all the same. No one actually thinks that. They say it because they've been conditioned to believe that's the virtuous that's thing to say, but no one actually that. lives yeah. that way. Yes. No one is actually living as though we're all the same people. And it's well, absurd. It's the same thing here. A great example is like Las Vegas, right? Um, my mom lived out there for a couple of years and I went out to visit her and you would have like one block, which would be like really yuppie, rich area. Right, right. 
And then you'd walk one more block over and then you're in ghetto. Right. And then you'd walk another block down the road and then you're in rich, beautiful homes. Right, and right, right. You block and you're back in the ghetto again. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I don't think it was, it was uh, constructed or centrally planned that way. No. Just naturally <laughs> ghetto goes here and here yeah, and here. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need the poor people here on this block and we need the rich people. No, no, it didn't work out that way. It just kind of naturally progressed. Happened, it's yeah. like a path. Uh, it's like a path in a mountain, right? Like nobody likes that. You know what we should do is we need a, a road that goes exactly through this area. No, paths were created because of the path of least resistance. That's paths where people win on ground uh, on a ground area that's easy to navigate or circum circumnavigate, right? Like that's the reason why people go that way because it's the easiest route. It's human nature right, right. to take the path of, path least, of resistance. least resistance. Right. Right. Yeah, so no, absolutely. It fascinating, like human nature and how that like kind of relates. And you can like tie all this back in economics, you know, like that's the beauty behind it. And it is very, it, it sounds like complicated, but it really isn't. If you can no, kind of understand human nature, that's what economics is. Really, it's a study of human action, human nature, yeah. and what yeah. we're, what we do. Like with all things being equal, this is what would happen. Right. And it's, yeah. it's really a beautiful, a beautiful, uh, science or social yeah. science yeah it social absolutely science. it is a social science economics is the intersection of human nature and math and it, and, it, and and that's really what it is like it, it sort of i wouldn't agree if you're an austrian you wouldn't say that necessarily okay because austrians don't necessarily believe in like mathematic mathematics and charts like you would look at like maybe chicago school would use that but austrians like Misian austrian uh economists would not uh, they would just use deductive reasoning. They wouldn't even use charts and graphs. Right. And, 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 and what I mean is that the math part is that we are applying our nature and our subjective okay. value and using currency. So not necessarily the chart part of it, but that we're, we're, we're taking this means X to me. I'm going to use this amount of, of this you know, currency or my labor or whatever. So the math part is more the, the metrics of how we end up measuring what things are worth. So, I mean, yeah, no, it's definitely a social science, though. Yeah. Um, and speaking of social sciences, of course, you and I are both going, this is a terrible segue, you and I are both going to be models for the Libertarian Dad Bod calendar. Um, <laughs> and it's very social science. I don't know science. how Shane fucking suckered me into this one, but yeah, I'm doing it. I told them when they came to me, I said, listen, I'm not a member of the Libertarian Party and I'm not a dad, but the world needs this body. And so I'm it is what it is. And uh, so I'm going to be Mr. April. My theme is going to be April showers. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have themes, but that's my theme. Are you going um, to pee on something? I mean, is that what... <laughs> no. So maybe I should change it because that's what people are going to think. I'm doing yeah, a, I'm doing a, I'm doing a swim. Sh I'm, I'm going to put on swim trunks and go out to the beach. And uh, me and my friend, that's a professional photographer, we're going to recreate swimsuit edition shots for me. Like I'm going to be there here with go. the water on me, and I'm like, I, yeah. I, you know, what, what's funny is I picked May because it's my birth month, and I oh, love okay. the month of May. I, I, so I'm right after you, buddy. I'm right oh, after cool. you, and I'm, I'm really excited about it because it is going to a good cause. Uh, the South Carolina Libertarian Party is great. I think yeah. they're one of the best. They're one of my, yeah, they're like my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it's they, my, it's my, it's my state, so I'm probably somewhat biased. But they're they're killing. Well, they're hitting I on all cylinders. Of, yeah, I have a lot of good friends out there, and I, I noticed that I have a lot of uh, like-minded people in the South Carolina Libertarian Party, 
And I, I, I just think they're really good people. And I also have to acknowledge my, my, my hometown party. Washington state is a great libertarian party also. So I have to say, I've seen a lot of libertarian parties. I've been around a little bit and I'd really have to say, I really like the cats at South Carolina or South Cackalacka and Washington state, I think are really good. Oregon's pretty good. Um, and you know, there's some States I just, I don't know really too much about them. I think Colorado's good. I have never been to a convention. I've heard though, they can fucking tear shit up and they're pretty good too. So, um, but I'm, I'm just saying, I know South Carolina has good people there. Yeah, no, they absolutely do. So if you can just take a moment to explain to the folks watching and listening exactly how much they need to have high definition photos of our bodies in their homes. Okay, so if you really like Liberty and you want to support Liberty, buy a calendar where we're exposing our junk, maybe in boxers or doing Swim, something inappropriate yeah. of some yeah. sort. And, and really nobody, you couldn't even give these pictures away to most people, <laughs> but you're doing it for the right reasons. These would right? be like unsolicited photos in someone's yeah. inbox. It's just horrible shit, man. Like really nobody wants to see guys like us naked or even partially naked. Or even partially even, naked. Even halfway clothed. I mean, people might even pay us to put our clothes back on. So, I mean, that there's is a the thing that's actually, you know what? That might be what happens is people go, please put your revert. clothes back on. I like we give that. the calendars away for free for 20 bucks. I button this back up $20 to take it away. <laughs> there we go. Now we're thinking, guy. I like now, that. I like that. Thinking. Like I show that. up with like the shirt completely open and I'm like, all right, five bucks to rebutton this button. Yeah, all right. Now no. 10 bucks. Ten yeah. bu- that's funny. It's like it's like the Captain Crunch commercial, you know? Remember Captain Crunch? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch took his his hat off. Really? And everyone's like, keep the hat. Keep the hat. Because <laughs> he had like this weird fucking shit. <laughs> his shit was all nuts. I don't remember that. Was that like in the 80s or something? I, no, you should have been around for that. You might have been like five. I was probably, yeah, I was probably a kid. I'll have to look yeah, that up it afterwards. Was like mid, eh, it was probably like mid to 80s, mid to late 80s. Yeah, yeah. so I was like, a, I was a kid. Okay, never mind. But it was yeah, funny. That is funny. That is funny. So we have a question from a longtime follower named Kim Ruff. Um, she asked, um, What is your opinion on Captain Marvel? Oh, fuck. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Okay. Uh, about the mo- okay, I'll, I have two. I have two opinions on Captain. She knows damn well what my opinion is. <laughs> hilarious, because now she's gonna make me sound like a dick. Uh, my opinion on Captain Marvel, I, I, you know, I think it's forced. I think the movie Captain Marvel in the MCU was an absolutely forced movie. It didn't need to be there. I think the hero lacks substance. Even the comic book character wasn't even that good. Um, not because, you know, it, it. they're just, to me, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I absolutely adore and love, right, right. are trying to force an agenda. And I have no problems with um, all these characters that have been around forever. But I, the only problem, I, I never had a problem with the character in the comic books because she was a female. She was Miss Marvel before that. And right. I liked the character. She was cool. Carol Danvers was really cool. It just seemed the character that 
the way they portrayed her, it was just like, we need a woman superhero and blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, you didn't need to do that. You didn't need to pull the movie off the way that they did. Right, um, right, I really right. enjoyed, like, like, I love female superheroes. I, I love, nobody bitches about Black Widow. She is badass. I would, I am looking forward to seeing her movie. Why? Because she's a good character. She wasn't created to have a female presence in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, she's just been there and she's great. She, the actress who plays her, plays her wonderfully. I like the dynamics of the character. I have no problem with that character. I have a problem with Miss, or Captain Marvel because I think it was, a, it was a movie that they felt that they can push an agenda, a social agenda, and a lot of the things in that movie would just made me cringe. It absolutely made me cringe. I'm like, really? God damn it. Really? You had to fuck up this movie just to push a social agenda. So that's my opinion on that movie. Okay, Kim. So now, so that Kim, so Kim, now, you know, if you didn't know before, (laughs) she knows, like I I said this, like we watched the movie and we got in the car. She's like, I really liked it. I thought it was good. It was entertaining. I'm like, "Mm." she's like, what's wrong? You didn't like that scene. Did you? I'm like, no, I didn't. I, I knew you didn't like that scene. I'm like, yeah, I made a fucking noise like really loud in the movie theater. Everyone heard me. <laughs> really? You know, like I was just, ah. So it's very frustrating. Yeah, but yeah, fuck that goddamn movie. No, I didn't like the movie. And again, like Avengers Endgame, I love that fucking movie. I thought it was right. great. A lot of people are like, it's boring. But there was that one scene. Did you see Avengers Endgame? I, I haven't seen it yet, but I've had it explained to me that she kind of comes in as like this do sec machina character where it's like, yes. you know, everything's saved now because Mary Sue is here and, yeah. and everything's going to be fixed. And it was like, no, but there was this one shot, man. It was just like the whole movie was great, but then they had to put this one shot in and it didn't make any sense. It was just like forced. There was a scene where everyone's scattered on a battlefield. Right. And then, all of a sudden, Captain Marvel comes out, right? And then every female character was like shown back to back. Like, and they, they like they were scattered five seconds ago and different. <laughs> now they're all together. The but now all of a sudden, miraculously, they're all together in one spot. And we're going to do a highlight montage of all the women and the girl power that they put. It's like, I don't have a problem with strong female characters. Right, but what That's, was the point of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, guys? You just fucked up a cool scene just to push some fucking narrative down our throats. Sorry, I'm going to say it. You pushed a fucking narrative down our throats. It'd be like if all of a sudden every racial minority just happened to be... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I was just saying, it would be like if every, if all of a sudden every racial minority just all popped up in the same area. And they're like, yeah. we're here. It's like, 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 uh, like if Black Panther 2 comes out and then like there would be every black person ever in the MCU in a shot. In one like, shot, yeah. yeah, Like one shot, like lined up. And you're just like, why? That They weren't even in the same room and now they are? Like it doesn't make any sense. So to me, it was just, it was just, again, it's forced. It's it, Again, it's, it's just to, they think that they have to please people of all ethnicities and race or ethnicities and sexes and all this stuff and, and lifestyles. They have to have gay characters. Just write a goddamn good story. I don't right. give a shit if the character's gay, black, Chinese. It doesn't matter. 
Just write a good story. Just write a good story. You can have gay, black, and Chinese people. You can have a gay, black, Chinese person, but make yeah. it an organic thing. Don't make this forced, like, I'm gay, yeah. black, Chinese guy. Like, yes. Oh. But that's the thing. And, like, what they, uh, like, the MCU is what they're doing right now. Is it, it, it does irritate people because I'm a longtime advocate and reader of Marvel Comics. And I'm, like, I'm all for change. I'm not, like, anti-change. But, like, I grew up knowing certain characters as a certain way. Like if Black Panther, if M- if Marvel decided one day that we're going to make Black Panther a white guy, what would happen? Right. Just I'm just throwing it out there for you. What would happen? People would be pissed saying that they're racist. How dare they change shit? Why? Why would they be mad? Because there's a change that goes against what like, I would be mad because Black Panther in the comic books, ever since the beginning of the character, he's been a black guy. And he was the king of Wakanda, and he's a right. It would make it would make no sense, right, 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 right. No sense. Like I love the character. One of my favorite characters, actually, I've been. Kim knows all about this. Is Luke Cage? I love Luke Cage, and I love Iron Fist. One of my favorite characters, and I've actually been reading like all of the 1970s comics of Luke Cage. I love the character. I love Luke Cage. He's cool as fuck. One of my heroes. But if they made him white, I would be upset. But what they're doing in Marvel now in the movies is they're taking people who are white and making them Asian or black or whatever, just so they have diversity. To me, it's like, no, the character that we grew up on and knew was this ethnicity and had this kind of personality or whatever. That's fucked up. Don't change shit just to appeal to, you know, social pressures more right. I mean, right. Try to be, you're you're taking away create a good character. It doesn't matter if they're white, black, or whatever. If they're a good character, they're going to stand on their own merit. Right. Exactly. Black, we actually got a like, we actually got a, a comment from Tube Fire who said, I don't know if this is true or not. They uh, they said Captain Marvel started off as a black woman, but she got whitewashed. It's so racist. I don't know if that's true. Uh, Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, was a, was a a character in the comic books. Right. He was a white guy. Oh, okay. Uh, Monica Rambeau was um, a black Captain Marvel. Completely oh, okay. different s- scenario. Uh, Monica Rambeau was a uh, another character. She took the mantle of Captain uh, Captain Marvel. She was great. She was part of the Avengers. And that was a totally different storyline that she took her character off in a different direction. Um, but no, she was cool. That had, I had no problems with that. She right. was. And in the, in the Captain Marvel movie... Monica Rambeau was a young girl in the the Marvel universe, so they tried to pay homage to that young uh, uh, the the black character. Right. So, it, but it, I have no problems with that. And so, but technically, Captain Marvel was originally Miss Marvel. Well, she started off as Miss Marvel, but I, I believe she, he may be correct that Monica Rambeau was one of the very first Captain Marvels. That is correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it sounds like this is going to be, this is going to work well for you. So we're going to do a segment that I've just recently introduced called Final My Fellow Americans, um, okay. which is where I, I ask a, a, quish, a, a, a series of short questions. Uh, I give you 30 seconds, which is nowhere near enough time to answer. Is this, this like rocket fire? It's similar, but <laughs> okay. it's similar. I'm not going to say okay. it's like it. I'm going to say it's similar to it. Uh, the difference right. is that I don't give you anywhere near enough time to answer this. 
Um, that's part right. of it. But uh, so we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. I am going to name each of the libertarian presidential candidates, and you tell me the first comic book character that pops into your mind. So you let me know when you're ready, and we'll get started. First comic book character that pops in my mind. First comic book that pops in your mind. The just fair right. first thing. This is one of those like Rorschach test things, like the first thing that you think of. Uh, so we're going to start right. right now. Good luck, Adam Kokesh. Gambit. Oh, okay. Arvin Vora. Professor X. Oh. Ben Letter, leader. Venom. <laughs> Dan Berman. Spider Man. <laughs> John McAfee. Doctor Octopus. <laughs> I like that. I really like these are ama- these are great. Vermin Supreme. The Joker. These are you were I love all the uh Kim Ruff. Final final one, Kim Ruff. Phoenix. Yes. Yes. Literally lives in Arizona and everything. Yep. That is the most successful final My Fellow Americans in the history of this program. There you the go, second, man. The second best one was... Actually, so the second best one... I, I have to actually... I probably need to say that your wife did very well because she... Um, I, I had I named all of the Libertarian presidential candidates and she had to name a Simpsons character. She said that they were all comic book guy. That was a good answer. Um Remzo Martinez, I gave him 30 seconds to give the libertarian argument for voting for Donald Trump, and he gave this incra- crazy stream of consciousness about um, that didn't made no sense. At the end, he was literally just throwing out multi-syllable words, um, <laughs> like anti-disestablishmentarianism. Like it was, it was right. good. You have, you are now the the winner of my fellow oh. of of final my fellow. That was <laughs> venom. <laughs> <laughs> Just the first thing about the land. I just, I have no idea. No, that no. was all of those were, and of course Kim was perfect. She's even, she's literally in. Are you guys in Phoenix? You're in Arizona. Uh, we are right outside of Phoenix. I mean, we're she not is, like we could throw right, up, maybe throw a couple stones, and maybe hit the border. Right, right, right. We're in, right. we're in the same county. We're not very far at all. And she's got the red hair. She's yeah. literally Phoenix. She is Phoenix. She she's is my literally. I love it. Those those were all great answers. So, Johnny, I've had an absolute blast having you on. I'm so yeah, happy buddy. that you came on. I can't wait to tell you my my Jew drug story when we go off the air. But I um uh so I just want to give you a chance before before I let you go. Um, any final thoughts that you want to give? Anything that you thought we didn't get a chance to talk about? Any upcoming stuff that you want to plug? Any events you want to plug? Anything about your show you want to plug? Uh, anything you want to talk about? You have as much time as you want. Johnny Rocket, the floor is yours. Um, no, I, I again, thank you, Spike. I really appreciate you having me on the show, man. Um, yeah, if anything, guys, if you if you want to check out some really great podcasts, um, I recommend that you do check out besides this show beautiful after show. this show after, after this, this show, show. <laughs> uh go check out the the launchpadmedia.com we have some great shows out there we have um 
the last nighters. We have postcards from Somalia. Uh, we have sounds like Liberty. We have actual anarchy or excuse me, educated anarchy. Uh, we have drunken disorderly and blast off with Johnny rocket. And, uh, even nice guys finish free with Alex Merced. So we have some great shows. we got some great writers. Please check them out. They're great shows. They're really fun. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have had them on if they are not great. Yeah. And, um, what else? Um, I guess, and if you do like our show, and if you do listen to it, check us out at supportblastoff.com. Uh, again, that's supportblastoff.com. And I just had a, a great time, Spike. And, and thank you so much for you know having me on. And again, I'm going to plug my wife. Uh, go to roughphillips2020. roughphillips2020.com. And she is absolutely amazing. She's well-spoken, well-versed, knows her shit, principled, and... She's, you know, I, I honestly, I want to say that she is, she's the most pragmatic radical I've ever met. Yeah. And I don't even know if those things can even be put together, but somehow she pulls it off and it's, and it's, it's principled all together at the same time. Yeah, no, she's absolutely incredible. I'm going to plug my wife after this. Um, but, um, so guys, so thank you, you again. Yeah, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? So, <laughs> so. Guys, thanks again for tuning in to My Fellow Americans. Uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow. Oh, no, uh, don't turn in tomorrow because Matt Wright uh, is still in Ohio. Uh, so there will be no uh, episode of, uh, of the Writer's Block tomorrow. But do be sure to tune in uh, Friday for the Shabbat episode of uh, Mr. America, the Bearded Truth with Jason Lyon. Then have a great weekend. Maybe over the weekend you can listen to some of the Launchpad Media stuff. But then come right back here on Monday uh, because we have a brand new episode of uh, of uh, Mr. America, the Bearded Truth with Jason Lyon. And then be sure to tune in on Tuesday for the Muddy Waters of Freedom where Matt Wright returns with me as we parse through the news of the week with the, with the, 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 the joy of a sweet summer boy. And then tune in uh, next Wednesday where I will... <laughs> where I will have... I don't, I'm not, I don't, do I have a guest? Frolicking in a field, my friend. Yes, that's the, that's the, so that's the, so that's actually the theme. Even though it's not, April's not in summer, that is going to be. Do for the goddamn calendar. You should put on some little fucking shorts and be frolicking in a field somewhere. Just picture like. Am I, am am I, that's a better idea than you with your April bullshit, April showers. Well, it's in April. With like. Flowers and shit running and, through it. And just frog with like a basket with like a little basket and like throwing the flower. Yes. And we're like the little, like, you know, the, the sweet summer, the sweet summer boy. Um, yeah. And then tune in next week uh, for my fellow Americans right here on Wednesday night. I have a guest. I don't remember. I don't remember who my guest <laughs> is. You're not going to believe who it is either. So be sure to tune in Wednesday for my surprise guest that no one knows at the moment. Um, but guys, thanks again for tuning in so much and God bless you.
my skin, my friend. In reality, you are my kin. Though I view the world through another's iris. If you slide in my kicks, it might fit. We might just unite and come together and become hybrid. At the least, slightly like-minded. Indeed, the life I've lived brings light to kindness. All you need is a sign. Put a cease to the crimes. Put an ease to the minds like mine. Sometimes darkness is all I find. You know what they say about an eye for an eye in a time when the blind leave the blind. Who am I to deny? I would cry when a loved one dies. I recognize that body outside. Put a hole in the body that was alive. Now we find them a chalk outline. Find out how, but you never know why. It ain't even make it to the news that night. It ain't even make it to the news that night. That's my sister, mother, father, brother, son. That's one of mine. All these tears, I close my eyes. Open up the only fine. I'm in line. There's a pointless murder happening all the time. Either lose your life or mine. Caught up in the first mistake. That ain't how it started. Nah, how will we supposed to survive? There's a war going on outside. Who 